0: CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, takes you to the All-Star Game. Greetings, baseball fans. This is Mel Allen, greeting you from Yankee Stadium in New York City. Scene of baseball's midsummer highlight, the annual All-Star Game, conceived in 1933 and now almost set for its seventh renewal. You might call this a midsummer day's dream, to paraphrase an ancient playwright. For the very thought of this gigantic spectacle out in front of us fires the imagination, really excites the fancy. It's just opened your eyes to a terrific show. The stars of both major leagues. It is a grand show, ladies and gentlemen. From north, south, east, and west, they've come pouring in a steady stream into the heart of New York to sing the praises of these ballplayers. Sturdy National League fans are standing firmly behind their league's team and are just as sturdily opposed by a buck of solid American League adherents. The American League backers point out that the National League has won only two of the All-Star Games, while the American League is top four. National League backers counter with the claim that the law of averages is on their side and cite the fact that the National League has won two of the last three games. Well, perhaps in a little while, a couple of hours, it should be established... Which side has the best of the argument? Maybe, maybe not. Who can tell? You can argue all day long about the merits of the two leagues and never get anywhere, but that's baseball. Right now, the American League is out on the field taking their infield practice. As you know, this year, it's the American League's game. By that, I mean that the American League is the home team playing in the American League party. Each year, they change up. The American League players are wearing their home uniforms. Each team wearing each member of each of the all Amer- of the American League team wearing his home team uniform. But now, for a moment, while we're waiting for this ball game to get underway, let's take a look through the past of this All Star ball game, which started in 1933. Let's have a quick look at the records. Since the dream game was started in 1933, some 247,389 fans have watched the All Star teams action. The largest crowd was in 1935 at Cleveland. When 69,812 saw the Americans win a four-to-one decision. Perhaps the smallest crowd was team in the game at Boston in 1936. Some 25,556 saw the National League score their first victory four to three. So much for the attendance figures. We don't have the official figures for the crowd out here at the Yankee Stadium as yet. We hope to have it a little later on. We'll pass it out to you. Suffice to say that there are plenty of people out here. And now, how about some facts about the games themselves? Who were the stars of those early games? Who earned the plaudits of the crowd and so forth? Well, let's see. The game was inaugurated in 1933. The first contest was played in Thomas K. Park in Chicago. The American League stars won that game by a score of 4-2. The next year, there was no cause for a complaint, although the Americans also won that game 9-7. The National League led with its great pitching ace, King Carl Hubble, and how he lived up to his nickname. You remember game fans Hubbled hurled three innings, and retired with a 4 to nothing lead. During his stay on the mound, he earned everlasting fame by striking out five of the greatest hitters in the American League. Any baseball fan will never forget that, whether he was out to the ball game or simply read about it or heard about it over the air. King Carl struck out Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and Joe Cronin, one right after another. But the American has went to work on Dizzy Dean, Lon Warnieke, and Van Lingle Mungo and managed to eke out a slim victory. In 1935, the American League pitching completely overwhelmed the National League team. The National League All Stars collected but four hits, and the Americans won their third straight All Star game by a score of four to one. And finally, after three years of disappointments, the National League came into its own in 1936, with the great Jerome Herman or Jerome Hanna, if you will, Dizzy Dean playing the starring role. The National League won its first All Star game by the close score of four to three. And it was in this game that a young rookie named Joe DiMaggio made his All Star debut. In 1937, the American leaguers, led by Joe DiMaggio, chalked up an 8-3 to victory. That was the contest in which the New York Yankees practically won the game all by themselves. It was generally agreed at the time that if manager Joe McCarthy of the Yankees had decided to play the whole Yankee team, he would have won an easier victory, perhaps. Of course, that's mere speculation. Joe Medwick starred for the National League in that game, belting out four straight hits, if you remember. The American Leaguers sort of rubbed it in a little bit when they battered their own nemesis, Carl Hubble, who had subdued him in a previous game and drove him to the showers. Well, that's just a quick resume of the past games and brings us up to 1938. In that contest, the National League pitching came into its own. The Nationals won a 4-1 to decision, you remember, behind the effective pitching of double no-hit Johnny Vandermeer and Big Bill Lee. And that completes the story of the past games of this All-Star Classic. Brings us up to 1939. And here are the lineups for those of you who like to keep a scorecard of the ball game as it progresses. We'll start with the visitors, which is the National League team today. Leading off, these, by the way, are unofficial lineups. They're supposed to be the same lineup as the men will take the field, but they're only probable at the moment. So we'll call them unofficial. The National League leading off. And playing third base, Stan Hack, H-A-C-K, Hack, of the Chicago Cubs. Batting 288 for the season in regular league competition. Hitting in second place for the National League. And playing second base, Lonnie Fry of the Cincinnati Reds, whose batting average for the season so far is 307. In third spot in the batting order for the National League, playing right field. Ival Goodman of the Cincinnati Reds, hitting 326. In the cleanup spot for the National Leaguers, playing first base, Frank McCormick of Cincinnati, hitting 337. Hitting fifth for the National League and catching, Ernie Lombardi of the Cincinnati Reds, hitting 311. Batting in seventh position, playing left field, Joe Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals hitting 8th, and playing center field. Mel Ott of the New York Giants, who's hitting 328. Then comes Archie Vaughn in 8th position of the Pittsburgh Pirates, playing shortstop, hitting 293. And pitching for the National League, starting off, will be Paul Derringer of Cincinnati, who's won 11 games and lost 3. There's the lineup for the National League. And now for the American League. Leading off, playing right field, Doc Kramer of the Boston Red Sox, hitting 329. In second spot in the batting order for the American League, playing third base, Red Rolfe of the New York Yankees, hitting 320. In third spot in the batting order, playing center field, the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, hitting 435 so far this season. In the cleanup spot for the American Leaguers and catching another Yankee, Bill Dickey, hitting 328 up to this point in the season. Following Dickey, in fifth spot in the batting order, Hank Greenberg of the Detroit Tigers playing first base. Hank's been in a bit of a slump recently and his batting average has dropped from 300 to 286. But he'll probably be up past that 300 mark by the end of the season. Certainly, Greenberg is a 300 hitter and even with the 286 batting average at the moment. He's one of those boys that can break up a ball game anytime by clouding one over those distant walls or into the stands. Following Greenberg, hitting sixth for the American Leaguers, Joe Cronin playing shortstop. Joe Cronin of the Boston Red Sox hitting 291. Another 300 hitter who, at the moment, is under the 300 mark. Incidentally, Joe Cronin is the only big league manager who's playing in the ball game. Following Cronin... Twinkletoe Selkirk of the New York Yankees, scheduled to play left field. There may be a change there. We don't know for sure. Selkirk's been suffering from a cold, and there's a possibility that he may not play. However, the chances are very bright that he will be in the ballgame. Following Selkirk, hitting eight for the American Leaguers, Joe Gordon of the New York Yankees, playing second base, batting 311 pitching for the Yankees. Red Ruffing will start. He's won 11 games and lost three. And so the batteries for this all-star game, the seventh annual renewal for the National League, Paul Derringer will start on the mound. He's won 11 and lost three, as has Red Ruffing, the American League starting choice, with 11 victories and three defeats. Piloting these two all-star aggregations out here this afternoon for the National League, Gabby Hartnett of the Chicago Cubs, who manages the Cubs, of course. And assisting him, his board of strategy, Bill Terry of the Giants, Red Corridon of the Cubs. The Cubs coach Bill Terry, managing the Giants, of course. For the American League, it's Joe McCarthy of the New York Yankees. Incidentally, Connie Mack was supposed to have piloted the American League team this afternoon. The choice of manager usually goes to the manager whose team wins the penalty in each league during the year. But this being the centennial celebration of baseball and Connie Mack being the oldest manager in the American League, manager Joe McCarthy of the Yankees bowed out in favor of Connie Mack, but a recent illness has forced Mr. Mack to relinquish his post, and Joe McCarthy has taken it over again. Mr. Mack, we're happy to say, is getting much better. He's going to listen in to the ball game this afternoon, and we hope he certainly enjoys it. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I think it'd be nice if you would join me. Connie's listening in and wishing him a speedy recovery. The grand old man of baseball, Connie Mack. And now just below us, ladies and gentlemen, right to the right of home plate, the entire National League team has lined up in squad formation to have a picture taken of them. Paul Derringer has completed his warm-up duties. He's the starting pitcher for the National League. Red Ruffing, right-hander of New York Yankees, is still warming up to the left of home plate near the American League dugout. The American League dugout being the one which the Yankees usually uh, hold forth with. And there's the Star-Spangled Banner. And now in just a moment or two, ladies and gentlemen, the seventh annual All-Star Baseball game will be underway. We've already given you the lineups, and here are the umpires behind the plate. And incidentally, the umpires are now walking out to the plate, That this ball game will be underway very shortly. Behind the plate will be Big Cal Hubbard of the American League. At first base, Big George Major Kirk of the National League. At second base, Eddie Rommel. You remember him? He was a great pitcher for the Philadelphia A's years ago. Now an umpire in the American League, Eddie Rommel, umpiring at second base. Larry Getz of the National League will be at third base. Now, these are the umpires and their positions for the first four and one-and-a-half innings of this ball game. After the first four-and-a-half innings, Major Kurth will be behind the plate. Rommel will move over to first, Goetz to second, and Cal Hubbard will take over third base. And now, for those of you who may have tuned in late, very quickly, we'll run through the lineups for you once more. The visitors this afternoon is the National League team. Each year they alternate. One year the ball game is played in American League Park, the next year in the National League Park. So we'll lead off with the National League first. Stan Hack leading off, playing third base. He's with the Cubs. Lonnie Fry, Cincinnati, playing second base. Ival Goodman, Cincinnati Reds, playing right field. Frank McCormick of Cincinnati Reds playing first base. Ernie Lombardi of the Cincinnati Reds catching. Joe Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals playing left field. Mel Ott in the New York Giants center field. Archie Vaughn of the Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop. Paul Derringer of Cincinnati Reds, the starting pitcher. There are the umpires out at the plate discussing the ground rules. And is Lou Gehrig, ladies and gentlemen, who's captain. Captain... Of the American League All Star team standing out there at the plate, and the crowd is giving him a tremendous ovation. Just listen for a moment. Out there with him is Gabby Hartnett, manager of the Chicago Cubs. Hartnett, Lou Gehrig, and there goes Bill Terry assisting Gabby Hartnett out to enter the confab. <laughs> we got a lot of Yankee fans out here today, fans, of course, and. Uh, You know how the Yankees and Giants are here in New York City. If you've never been here, there's quite a lot of friendly rivalry in there. So some of the Yankee fans are taking advantage of Mr. Terry's presence out here on the field. Now here's the American League lineup. We're running through them very quickly for you. Doc Kramer, Red Sox, playing right field. Red Rolfe of the Yankees, third base. Joe DiMaggio of the Yankees, center field. Bill Dickey of the Yankees, catching. Hank Greenberg of the Tigers, first base. Joe Cronin of the Red Sox, shortstop twinkle Selkirk of the Yankees left field. Joe Gordon of the Yankees playing second base. And Gary is getting another tremendous ovation as he leaves the plate after his conference with the umpires walking into the American League dugout. He tips his cap as he steps down the steps, disappearing into the American League dugout. Selkirk of the Yankees playing left field, hitting seventh. Joe Gordon of the Yankees playing second base, hitting eighth. And Red Ruffing batting in ninth spot, the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees. According to present plans after Derringer, who's the starting pitcher for the Reds, pitching three innings. Of course, each pitcher is only three innings, no more, unless the game goes into extra innings, and then the pitcher's on the mound at that time may continue further. After Derringer pitches his three innings, Bill Lee of the Chicago Cubs is scheduled to follow, and after him, Whitlow Wyatt, the sensational pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers, coming back into the big leagues after a brief sojourn in the American League where he failed to attract a great deal of attention, but coming back into the National League in the big time with the Dodgers, he's won eight ball games without a defeat. Manager Joe McCarthy of the Yankees plans to follow Red Ruffing with Tommy Bridges, the curveball artist of the Detroit Tigers, and after Bridges, Bob Feller, the speedball artist of the Cleveland Indians who's won 14 games and lost three, having won more games than any other pitcher in the big league so far. And that's the pitching Choices according to pregame gossip. There may be changes if. Just a moment. We just had word that these lineups are official, and that's the way the pitchers will enter the ball game, assuming that they do last the their three innings on the mound. The umpires. The umpires have taken their positions on the playing field. At the moment, the loudspeaker announcer here at the Yankee Stadium is giving lineups and the fans are applauding each name as it's given over the loudspeaker. The umpire is Hubbard. The American League at the plate. He's standing out there. Major Kurtz of the National League at first base. Eddie Rommel of the American League at second base. Larry Ketz of the National League at third base for the first four and a half innings and then they will change up. When this ball game gets underway, the play-by-play description of this seventh annual All-Star Game will be brought to you by two of the nation's outstanding baseball announcers whom you've heard time and time again on World Series and and previous All-Star Games. Arch McDonald of WABC here in New York City who brings to New York fans the day-by-day activities of the New York Yankees and the New York Giants when they're at home. And France Locks of Columbia Station KMOX in St. Louis will alternate in bringing you this ball game. And there go the American Leaguers trotting out to their positions. Red dropping slowly, walking to the mound, and the crowd gives them a great cheer. And the American Leaguers go out onto the field to get this ball game underway. There goes Manager Bill Terry, the New York Giants, who's assisting Manager Gabby Hartnett in piloting the National Leaguers down to third base. Terry stops for a moment to say a few words with Bill Dickey. And umpire Cal Hubbard behind the plate. Arch McDonald of Columbia's station in New York City, WABC, the Columbia Network, will take over the first inning of the play-by-play, and he will be followed in the second inning by France Locks of KMOX in St. Louis. And they will then alternate inning by inning through the rest of the ball game with yours truly popping in and out as the game progresses along. And now here is our first play by play commentator, a great friend of yours, of mine, a great baseball announcer, Arch McDonald.
1: Thank you, Mel Allen, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. There's one slight change, not in the playing lineups, but in the National League umpires. The men are the same, but it's Getz at first base and Major DeKurt at the third. So the correct umpiring lineup is Cal Hubbard at the plate, umpire in chief, Larry Getz on first base for the National League. Eddie Rommel at second, the American League, and George Majorkerth at third. And now we're ready to play ball and stand Hack, Left-handed hitting third baseman of the Chicago Cubs, assumes his position at the plate. Batting left-handed, his current 1939 average is 288. He stands motionless at the plate. Big red ruffing from Chicago, Illinois, winner of 11 and loser of 3 in the current campaign. Rubs the ball up, takes the gloss off the new ball, and steps into pitching position. He gets his sign from Bill Dickey, starts a slow wind-up. Here's the first pitch, and it's right down the middle for a call strike on Stanley Hack. One strike on Stanley Hack, first hitter in the All-Star game. Ruffing is ready pitch again, winds up. Here it comes, and he hits one foul to the left back of third base, and that makes the count two strikes. Hack steps out for a moment. Ruffing gets the new ball, balls on his pitching hand. It's two strikes on Stanley Hack, first hitter for the National Leaguers. Playing third base and leading off, Ruffing steps off, smooths out a little dirt in front of the mound. Two strikes on Hack. Outfield is playing him straight away. Infield the same. Ruffing looks down at Dickey, who comes up off his haunches with the wind up. Down comes the pitch, and it's high and inside ball one, a fast ball forcing Hack to move away. Two strikes and one ball is the count. Red takes a look back at his outfield, and who wouldn't like to look in an outfield like that? Two great outfields here today. Here's the wind-up. Next pitch, and he goes down swinging for the first out. Pack went down swinging for the first out. One man is out. Now, if you're superstitious, you know the old baseball axiom: If you strike out, you'll always win that first man up. We shall see about that. Junior Fry, another left-handed hitter, playing second base. Linus Fry of the Cincinnati Reds at the plate batting 307, second straight left-handed hitter in the lineup, one out, none on, and the American Leaguers are playing him straight away, roughing winds up slowly, he throws, the ball is hit slowly down to Jill Gordon, he comes up with it, throws to first, and he's out, Gordon to Greenberg, second to first for out number two. Right, grounded out, second to first, Gordon to Greenberg, two men are away now, nobody on base, and here's Ivo Goodman, left-handed hitting right fielder of the Cincinnati Reds, playing right field for the National League today. 326 is his batting average. Three straight left-handed hitters have faced dropping so far. Vicky gives a sign. Ruffing squares away. Here it comes by ball inside. Ball one. The American Leaguers are shading Goodman a bit to the right. Majo playing in right center. Here's lined up by Ruffing. There's the pitch. He hits one foul to the left of our broadcasting booth, and that makes it one and one on Ival Goodman. Two men out. The National Leaguers have for the first inning. Game at the Yankee Stadium in New York City. Ruffing gets the new ball. Rubs it up a bit. Vicky flashes the sign. Comes up off his hunches. Ruffing is ready. Here it comes inside, forcing Goodman to back away from that dish. And it's now two balls, one strike. People are still coming in the stands. And it's quite a crowd here. Official figures will be announced later. Two balls, one strike is the count. Goodman the hitter. Two men out. Nobody on first inning. Here's the next pitch from Ruffing. It's low and inside. That makes three and one. Fastball below the knees and inside. Three and one on Ival Goodman with Frank McCormick on deck. There are four straight Cincinnati Reds in the lineup. After hack of the Cubs, it's Fry, Goodman, McCormick, and Lombardi, all of Cincinnati. Here's the next windup by Ruffing. The pitch, and he hits a long fly ball out to deep right field. And back under it is Kramer near the wall about 15 feet in front. He gets it from the side is retired. Goodman flagged to Doc Kramer within about 10 feet of the wall in deep right. Sides side is retired for the National Leaguers in order. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base.
0: And so the score at the end of the first half of the first inning of the seventh annual All-Star Game finds the National Leaguers failing to score on Red Ruffing, who put the American Leaguers, the National Leaguers, 3 and 3-down. Three we couldn't help but reflect in the past for just a moment as Ruffing stepped on the rubber to pitch the first ball to the first National League hitter, who was Stan Hack. Mind sort of drifted backwards into the past to Wrigley Field in Chicago last October when the Yankees were playing the Chicago Cubs in the World Series. Because the first man that Ruffing faced when he pitched his first game for the Yankees against the Cubs was this self-same Stan Hack. But the story was a little different this afternoon because the first time that Ruffing faced Hack, if memory serves correctly, Hack singled sharply to left field. Well, we're getting ready to come into the last half of the first inning. Kramer, Ralph, and DiMaggio to face Paul Derringer. There's the long throw down to second base. And Doc Kramer of the Boston Red Sox steps into hitting position.
1: As Kramer comes to the plate, he's batting 329, leading off for the American Leaguers and facing Paul Derringer. He and Ruffing have the same records, 11 wins and 3 losses. Kramer squares away, has a very unorthodox batting stance, left-handed hitter. Derringer starts a long windup. up Here's the first pitch to Doc, and he hits the ball. Over shortstop into left field for a base hit with Doc Trayman of the Boston Red Sox. A single over shortstop into short left field. Nedry throws the ball into second base. And there's a man on first now with nobody out. And Red Rock, the raving redhead from Penacook, New Hampshire, is up. Batting second in the usual spot in the Yankee lineup. He's batting 320 playing third base for the American Leaguers. Outfield straight straightaway, Derringer throws to first. He can't get him. And the ball is thrown back in by McCormick. Rolfe steps into the batter's box. Kramer's on first. Nobody out. Here's the stretch. A look at first. Derringer throws, and it's low. Ball one. Down is one ball. Red Rolfe the batter. Rog Kramer on first base. First hit of the ball game. First man up for the American Leaguers. Derringer steps on into position. He throws. There goes Kramer. And a long flat ball. Hit out to right center field. Back goes Melott. He's under it. He takes it. And Kramer jogs back to first base. Ott took that long fly ball with a hit and run on in right center about 380 feet from the plate. And here's a hand for New York's famous Yankee clipper, Joe DiMaggio, leading the major leagues with a batting average of 435. He's a right-handed hitter. The National Leaguers move the outfield to the left and Deringer the steps on. Kramer takes the lead off first. Here's the pitch to DiMaggio. Strike one call just above the knees in the strike zone. One strike on Joe DiMaggio. Rodge Kramer is on first base. One out. Danger takes a stretch, looks at Kramer. Here's the pitch, DiMaggio. He hits a long fly ball out the center field. In comes out and he takes it for the second out. Line drive from the bat of DiMaggio into center field. Kramer remains on first base with two men out now, and here is Bill Dixon, the third straight Yankee in the lineup coming up. Pride of Little Rock, Arkansas. Long range, left handed Hitter and great ball player. Dickey is batting in the cleanup spot. And he's hitting 328. Roger Kramer, the Boston Red Sox, is on first. Two men away. Derringer looks at first. He throws. Strike one called on the outside corner. fast ball. It's one strike. Dickey is the hitter. And Kramer is on first. Two men away. Last of the first inning. Derringer takes a look at first base. Here's the next pitch outside. That evens the count at one and one on Bill Dickey. No score in the ball game as yet, in case you tuned in late. Dickey steps into position. Daniel takes a stretch to look at first. Then he throws to Dickey. who hit the high, pop, fly. And back there under it goes Archie Vaughn. Back of second base on the grass, and he takes it. And the side is retired. Dickey popping out the Vaughn in back of second base. No runs, one hit. No errors. One left in the last of the first inning and still no score.
0: Nothing and nothing it is as we go into the second inning of this all-star game. And facing Red Ruffing in this first half of the second inning will be three powerhouse hitters for the National League. McCormick, Lombardi, and Medwick. Lombardi, who was chosen by the Sporting News as the most valuable player in the National League last year. And we have on the American League squad, who is not in the ball game at the moment, the man who was chosen as the most valuable player in the American League, Jimmy Fox, as well as the outstanding manager of the year, Joe McCarthy, of the New York Yankees, who's piloting the American Leaguers. Incidentally, fans, there's one person we missed out here today, and that was Al Shatt, the clown of baseball. He's out on the coast, and because of previous commitments, he's unable to be here at the All-Star Game, although he's always donated his services before, and he's unable to make the, the jump this year. Well, Al, we certainly miss you, boy. And perhaps we'll get to see you in the World Series. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into the first half of the second inning, we give you our next play-by-play commentator from Columbia Station KMOX in St. Louis, a man who's been in more World Series, perhaps, or as many as any other baseball commentator, a great fellow, Franz Fox. Thank you, Mel Allen. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Going into the first half of the second inning here, and Frank McCormick of the Cincinnati Reds will be the first man at the plate For the National Leaguers, McCormick's batting average during the campaign to date is 3.37. Ruffing steps in on the mound. to get his signal from Bill Dickey. Goes in to wind up. Here's the initial pitch. A ground ball going down to short. Cronin juggles it momentarily. Recovers. There's the throw. He's out at first. Cronin to Greenberg for the initial out. One down, and that brings up Ernie Lombardi, another Cincinnati player. Cincinnati catcher. Bats right-handed. Lombardi's average is 311 at the present time. He'll be followed by Joe Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals. First half of the second inning, score nothing to nothing. One man down, nobody on, Lombardi batting. Ruffing comes in on the mound, he gets his signal, goes into his wind-up. Here's the pitch, foul, in back of the plate against the screen, for strike one. That calls for a new ball, which is tossed in by umpire Cal Hubbard, who is calling balls and strikes. Nothing comes on the mound. He got his signal from Dickey. One man down, one strike is the count on Lombardi. He's winding up. Here's the next pitch. Strike two, call right down through the middle. Bill Terry, manager of the New York Giants, is coaching on the third baseline for the National Leaguers. And Red Corden of the Chicago Cubs, coaching on the first baseline. Two strikes on Lombardi. And here's the next pitch. And there goes a drive out to left field for a hit. And Lombardi is on first base. Lombardi sends a line single to left field, the first hit for the National Leaguers. And that brings up Joe Medwick to the St. Louis Cardinals, playing left field for the National Leaguers as a batting average of 3.30 at the present time. is the batter with Mel out of the New York Giants on deck. One man down. Lombardi on first base. Dropping steps in the mound. Goes into his stretch, glances over at first, here's the pitch, low, ball one on Medwick. One ball is the count. We're in the first half of the second inning of this ball game, with a score reading nothing to nothing. Charlie rubs the ball a little bit, steps in on the mound, he got his signal again from Dickey, goes into his stretch, glances over at first base, he's all for the pitch, here it comes, and strike one, he swung at it, and how, one and one. He really took a cut at that one. One ball and one strike on Medwick. And umpire Cal Hubbard is taking a little time now to dust the plate off. One and one is the count. Medwick batting a right-hand hitter. Lombardi on first base, one man down. McCormick making the first out. He grounded out, in into Greenberg. Dropping steps in on the mound again. Up to the arm, he's all set. Here's the pitch, and there's a foul ball going to the right of the plate up on top of the stands making the count read two strikes and one ball another new ball is tossed in Rushing standing in back of the mound rubbing the gloss off that new ball looking out at the outfield and he turns around strolls in on the mound he got his signal from bill dickens two strikes one ball is the count up goes the arm again glances over first here's the pitch and it's another foul right back of the plate against the screen and it's still two strikes, one ball. That ball bounced off the screen back out on the playing field. A new ball is tossed in. Greenberg does the recovering act there and tosses the one that's was foul back to Cal Hubbard. All set to go again. Two strikes, one ball. Lombardi on first base. Each club has one hit so far. Kramer, the leadoff man, getting one for the American Leaguers in the first inning. Lombardi getting one for the National Leaguers here in the second inning. Dropping, steps in on the rubber. He got his second. They count, remember, is two strikes and one ball on Joe Medwick. Lombardi on first. Here's the pitch. Strike three called. Medwick called out on strike for the second out. And that brings up Melott, who's playing center field of the New York Giants. Melott has a batting average for the current campaign of 328. He'll be followed by Arky Vaughn of the Pittsburgh Pirates. hot bats left-handed. Two down. Lombardi on first base. Roughing comes in on the mound. Getting a signal from Bill Dickey. All set for the pitch. Here it is. Outside and high for ball one. One ball is the count on Mellot. Arky Vaughn on deck. Lombardi is still on first base. He was a second man up on a line single out to left field. Then Medwick was called out on strike. Ruffing comes in on the rubber again. Up goes the arm. Takes another glance over first base. He's all set. Here's the pitch. And Mallot swung at it. One and one. One ball, one strike. Two down. Lombardi on first base. This is the first half of the second inning of this ball game with no scores registered so far for either side. One and one is the counties in on the mound again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a fly ball going out to right field. Kramer coming in fast. He's under it, and he takes it for the third out, retiring the side. Mel out on the flight to Roger Kramer in right field. The results are in the first half of the second inning. Show no runs, one hit, and no errors. We're going to take just a few seconds to pause for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. And you're listening to the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Back out again to Yankee Stadium in New York City, baseball fans, as we come into the last half of the second inning of the seventh annual All-Star Game. And the first three hitters to face Paul DeBringer, pitching the first three innings for the National Leaguers, Hank Greenberg, Joe Cronin, and George Twinkletoe Selkirk, the three of whom have hit 39 home runs this season between them. There's the long throw down to second, and here we go, the last half of the second inning, as Hank Greenberg steps into hitting position. Hank Greenberg, a member of the Detroit Tigers, the batter, His average, 286 so far during the campaign. A little under par for Hank, but he's still well up there in the way of home runs. He bats right handed. Derringer's in on the mound, getting a signal from Lombardi. Starts his windup for the initial pitch. Here it comes inside, ball one. One ball is a count on Hank Greenberg, the first man up for the American Leaguers here in the last half of the second inning. Derringer goes into his windup again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a high fly going out to short. Left center. Archie Vaughn moving back. He is under it. And he takes it the out. Had a little trouble judging that one. It was plenty high. One away. That brings up Joe Cronin. Shortstop for the American Leaguers. Manager of the Boston Red Sox. Cronin is batting 291 so far during the current campaign. And George Selkirk on deck. One man down. Cronin bats right-handed. It's the last half of the second inning. Derringer starts his windup. Here's the first pitch to Cronin inside and high for ball one. One ball is the count on Joe Cronin. We're in the last half of the second, and the score still reads nothing to nothing. Derringer starts his windup. Here's the next pitch to Cronin inside ball two. Two balls and no strikes on Joe Cronin with one man down. Lena Blackburn coaching on the first baseline for the American Leaguers of the Philadelphia Athletics. Art Fletcher of the Yanks coaching at third. Here's the next pitch, and there goes a the drive out to right field for a hit. And it came very near bouncing over Ival Goodman's head. He had to leap up in the air to spear that one on the first hop. Cronin is on first base with a single. And George Selkirk of the Yankees, left field here in the American League lineup, is the batter. Selkirk has an average of 307. he He'll be followed by Flash Gordon of the Yanks. Selkirk batting. Derringer steps in on the mound to get his signal. Here's the pitch. Low ball one. Joe Cronin on first base, one man down, the last half of the second inning. Score still reads nothing to nothing. Derringer comes in on the mound, he got his signal from Lombardi, goes into his stretch. Makes that glance over at first base, here's the pitch, strike, a curve ball broke very nicely, getting the inside corner, and the count is even up on Selkirk, who stepped back out of the box for a moment, but he's back in there now. Derringer comes in on the mound, he got his signal again, up goes the arm, the count one and one. Runner on first base. Here's the pitch, and there's a ground ball. Foul down the first baseline. Blackburn had bounced off of McCormick's glove over to Lena Blackburn, who's coaching on the first baseline. The ball was tossed back into Derringer. The count is now two strikes, one ball on George Selkirk. Derringer strolls back into the mound. Cronin on first base, one man down. This is the last half of the second. He's in on the mound. He got his signal from Lombardi. All set. Here's the pitch. Outside and high. Ball two. And the count is again even up. Two and two on Selkirk. Two and two with one away. And Joe Cronin on first base. Flash Gordon on deck. Derringer's in there. Here's the next pitch. And there's a fly ball going out to short left center. that's so short. Mel Ott moves over. So does Medwick. And Ott takes it for the second out. That's three putouts for Mel Ott already in this ball game. And Flash Gordon of the New York Yankees is the next batter. Gordon has an average of 311 with Charlie Red Ruffing on deck. Gordon bats right-handed. Two down. Joe Cronin on first space. Derringer steps in on the mound. Here's the first pitch. Wide. Ball one. One ball is a count. The American Leaguers are now leading in hits, having two to the National Leaguers one. All three hits so far have been singles. Derringer's in on the mound. He gets his signal. Here's the pitch. And there goes a fly ball going out to center field. Lots under it. He backs up a few paces, takes it for the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the last half of the second inning show no runs. One hit and no errors. The score, as we go into the third inning, still reads nothing to nothing. At the end of two innings of play so far in the seventh annual All-Star Game, the National Leaguers gotten only one hit off Red Ruffing, that by Ernie Lombardi of the Cincinnati Reds, who singled to left. The American Leaguers have gotten two hits, one in the first inning one in the second inning. Doc Kramer of the Boston Red Sox, the first hitter for the American Leaguers, leading off in the first inning, singled to left. Didn't get any further, though. And in this last half, the second inning, just finished, manager Joe Cronin of the Boston Red Sox, singled to right for the second American League hit. And so the, though neither team has scored, American leaguers have one more hit hit than do the National leaguers, but of course they pay off in runs. As we go into the third inning, Bond, Derringer, and Hack will be the batters to face Red Ruffing, who's pitching his last inning for the American leaguers. And here for the third inning is Arch McDonald.
1: Bond squares away at the plate. He's a left-handed hitter, batting 293. Member of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Each club has two hitters under 300. Ruffing starts his windup. Here it comes to Vaughn. He hits a high fly, going out near the foul line and finally getting outside of Kramer's reach by about six or eight feet. Kramer was over as far as he could get to the right field foul line up against the retaining wall and the ball curved foul by something like six or eight feet. One strike on Archie Leading off in the third inning with a score nothing and nothing and Paul Derringer on deck. Dropping and blows on his pitching hand. Moves up into pitching position on the rubber. Outfield plays Vaughn deep and just a bit to the right. Nothing gets a discern from his teammate Bill Dickey, winds up. Here it comes and there it goes. Foul down the left field line. Makes two strikes on Archie Vaughn. Nothing gets the new ball, rubs the shine off. Down at third base, George Major Kurt, the umpire, recovered that ball that went foul and very graciously and obligingly tossed it up into some fans down in the box. Ruffing smooths out the dirt in front of the mound now. Barkey Vaughn's the first man up. Two strikes. Squares away at the plate. Ruffing is ready. Swoops over. Pivots. Then he throws. There's a guard hit. Ball hit down to Conan. who boots it for a moment. And Vaughn is safe on to first. No throw to first. Conan going far to his right. Uh, far to his left. He stopped the ball momentarily. It's a base hit for Vaughn off Conan's glove. A single off Conan's glove. And we're all even in hits now with both the National and American Leaguers having a hit of having two hits a beat. Here's Paul Derringer coming to the plate now. Six feet three and a half, 205 pounder. He bats and throws right-handed. Marky Vaughn is on first base. At this point, Red Roth, third baseman for the Yankees. Moves in close, anticipating a sacrifice. Ruffing blows away a couple of beetles in front of his face. Here's the first pitch. It's high. Derringer was ready to bunt it. The ball was too high. It's ball one. When we tell you these players are brushing away Beatles in front of their place, we might call this the Battle of the Beatles because the Beatles are flying out there on the diamond this afternoon, Nothing steps on, in creeps or off. Here's the pitch to Paul. He bunts, but foul. To the right of the plate, and that makes it one and one on Paul Derringer. Archie Vaughn is on first base, nobody out. First half of the third inning. It's a scoreless tie. The American and National Leaguers at the Yankee Stadium in New York. Seventh renewal of the All-Star Classic. Ruffin gets a new ball now from Cal Hubbard, rubs it up for a moment. Off in on the grass now, ready to take care of that bunt, if any. Here's the pitch from the redhead, he bunts foul, back into the screen, that makes it two strikes and the ball. Archie Vaughn, who's singled off Joe Cronin's glove, is on first, in the first half the third inning, and no score. Now Derringer chokes up on his bat. Ruffin, in that characteristic way of his, blows on his pitching hands, he does so often. Rubs his uniform, steps into pitching position with a man on first, nobody out. Takes a stretch, a glance over his shoulder at Vaughn. Then he throws to Derringer, who goes down swinging. And that is the third strikeout for Charlie Ruffin. Striking out Paul Derringer. And he also struck out Medrick in the second and Hack in the first. And speaking of Hack, here he is for the second time. Having struck out first time up, leading off to the National Leaguers in the first inning. He's up there at the dish now with Archie Vaughn on first... There's a slow throw to first, which Greenberg slowly throws back in because Vaughn was just standing right on the bag. Nothing has it now. He steps in the pitching position. Man first one out. Hack squares away. Left-handed hitter. Here's the pitch. He hits the first pitch. It's a fly going down the left field line. Overcomes Selkirk near the line. It drops in there safely. And going to second base is Vaughn. The throw is down there, but Vaughn is in safely. Vaughn thinking the ball would be caught... Stayed close to first base, and it dropped about five feet in foul, inside the foul line down the left field line. Selkirk got the ball on one hop through to second, but Vaughn just barely beat the play down there as Selkirk tried to force it. Just barely had time to make it, so it's a single left field for Hack, the second hit of this inning, and the third Robinson. There they are now, one out, the Ducks on Vaughn. Men on first and second, and Linus Jr. Fry at the plate. Great second baseman of the Cincinnati Reds. A left-handed hitter. Outfield playing straight away. Then on first and second one out. Ruffing steps off. Takes a look back at Vaughn, who's on second. Stan Hacker's on first. One man away. Fry at the plate. Ruffing takes a look back at Archie Vaughn. He has a lead of about 10 feet off seconds. Conan playing a very deep short. Here's the first pick inside. Forcing Fry to move away from that plate. Ball one. One ball to count by the hitter. Men on first and second. One out. First half of the third inning. No score in the game as yet. Ruffing steps on, takes a stretch, and look at Vaughn. Then he throws. Fry hits it down the line, Vaughn by first base. And here Ryan in second third is Vaughn. He's scoring. And there goes hack to third base. Fry is pulling up at second. It's a double. Over Greenberg's head down the right field line. For Junior Fry, scoring Vaughn from second base and sending Hack to third. That sends the National Leaguers out in front, ladies and gentlemen, by a score of one to nothing. Men on first, a man on second and third, and one out. Bill Terry has gone out to see if Fry is all right. He looked for a moment when he slid into that bag as if he might have been injured slightly, but evidently not. Terry went out there and ascertained that he was all right. So Fry's double. Gets credit for a run batted in. He sends Hack to third with it and scores Bond. First run of the ball. And on second and third one out. Here's Goodman. And he's going to get an intentional pass. There's the first pitch. A pitch out to Avril Goodman. Last time up he played the credit. in right Field. Ruffing looks at third. And there's the second pitch out to Bill Dixon. Again Ruffing looks over at third base. Here's the third pitch out. Goodman's going to get an intentional pass, which will be the first walk of the ball game for either pitcher. Nothing is ready. Here's the fourth one and the fourth straight pitch out. Goodman gets an intentional pass. The inning started with Vaughn singling off Conan's glove. Derringer struck out. Pack single to left field, sending Vaughn to second. Fry double over Greensburg. Greenberg's head into the right, down the foul line. Scoring Vaughn sending half to third. And... Goodman got an intentional pass. McCormick, who grounded out to the shortstop, is up. The American leaguers have decided to play deep for a double play. They're not in close to shut off a run at the plate. Hack on third, Fry on second, Goodman on first. One out. Score one to nothing, National League. Here's the windup. Pitch by Rupping, a swing and a miss. And it's one strike on McCormick. One strike on Frank McCormick. He grounded out to Crawford last time up. The American leaguers are going to gamble for a double play. National leaguers lead one to nothing. Ruffing squares away. Looks at third. Winds up. Here it comes. Fouled into the National League's double And, boys, that was really shillelagh. Evidently, nobody was hurt, but that ball was hit into there very hard. That makes it two strikes on Frank McCormick. The new ball is thrown out to Ruffing. He has his glove off, rubbing it up. He has strong, powerful hands. Good grip. Pounds that ball in his his glove a couple of times. Gets the sign from Will Dickey. Brushes away a beetle or two. Now he steps into position, looks at third, winds up. Here it comes, and it's like three called. Curve ball on the outside corner, which McCromick took. And that's four strikeouts for Red Ruffin, who broke off a beautiful jug handle curve on the outside corner. So it's two men out now. The bases filled, and Schnazola, Ernie, Lombardi at the plate. He got the first National League signal back in the second inning. Ruffing looks at third base, winds up slowly, throws to Lombardi who hits it foul to the right of a broadcasting booth. One strike, and Cal Hubbard throws out a new horse. One strike on Lombardi, ducks on the pond, the bases filled. With Pack on third, Fry doubled and drove in the only run so far on second. Goodman who got an intentional pass on first. One strike on Ernie Lombardi. Ruffing looks at third, winds up slowly. Here it comes, and then another foul up into the upper tier of the grandstand, making two strikes on Lombardi. Dickey walks halfway out to first base, says a word or two of encouragement to Ruffing, who gets himself a touch of the rosin bag. Has his glove off, rubbing up the ball. Smooths out a little dirt in front of the mound. The American are in a tough spot now. They're playing Lombardi deep and to the left. Conan is way back on the grass. So is Gordon. Ball is juggled a couple of times by Ruffing. He grips those seams, winds up. Here's the next pitch, and it's fouled into Vicky's mitt, but he dropped it. Ball bouncing about eight feet past him. Still two strikes on Ernie Lombardi. Base is filled, two men away. Both men who've gone out in this inning were strikeout victims as Ruffing struck out his third and fourth men. One of them, McCormick, with one out on the bases field. So it's two men out on the bases field now. Time out for a moment. And Marty steps out. Ruffing taking plenty of time, working very methodically. Takes a look down at his teammate, Will Dickey. Looks at third, winds up slowly. Here it comes inside the and That makes it two strikes and one ball. And Marty steps out of the batter's box for a moment. Gets a little goof of studs. Puts it on his hand. Ruffing pounds the ball in his glove a couple of times. He's taking plenty of time. He's in a tough spot here right now. Looks down at Dickey. Looks over third. it hack, winds up slowly. Here's the pitch, and there's a high fly ball hit back at second base with Joe Gordon calling for it 20 feet back on the grass. He's under, it, he has it. And the side is retired as Lombardi pops out to Gordon, and Ruffing got out of a very bad hole. Summary in this inning is one run, three hits, no errors and three men left on base. One to nothing, National Leaguers at the end of the first half of the third.
0: And we pause again for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Back again at Yankee Stadium as we go into the last half of the third inning with the National Leaguers having broken the scoring ice in the first half of the third to take a 1-0 lead. An incidentally like commands three times in the history of this All-Star Classic. The National League has taken the lead first in the ballgame. In 1934, they took the lead but lost 9-7. In 1936, they took the lead and won 4-3. to three. And in 1938, they took the lead and won 4-1. to one. So if you're superstitious... Well, it looks like the National League might win. Here we go now, last of the third inning.
1: Merle Hoag, outfielder of the Browns, is batting in place of Rupp, hitting 319, right-handed hitter. And just starts his windup. Here it comes to Hogue, a slow curve inside, strike one. Hogue, who wears the smallest shoes in baseball, with a four on one foot with a four and a half on the other, is up, right-handed hitter. Here's the next pitch. Hogue springs and fouls it into the screen, strike two. Merle Hogue... Outfield over the St. Louis Browns, batting in place of Kelly Ruffing, who worked three innings, gave up four hits, walked one, and struck out four. Derring is ready. He throws, and Hogue goes down swinging, his bat bouncing way out in front of the American League's dugout. At a very slow curve from the pitching arm of Big Paul Derringer. That, incidentally, is his first strikeout of the ball game. He has not walked a man, he's given up two hits. Roger Kramer, Doc Kramer's up for the second time. He led off in the ball game with a single to left field. Derringer winds up slowly, outfield straight away. Here it comes, and he hits it foul. Back of third base, one strike on Doc Kramer. Paul Derringer's working. Working the first three innings. One out. None on for the American Leaguers. Last at third, score one to nothing, National Leaguers. Here's the windup. Down comes the pitch inside, forcing Kramer to duck away from that plate. That's one and one on Rod Kramer. squares away at the plate Derringer winds up slowly flips that arm down a slow pitch slow roller hit down to second base taken by Fry over to McCormick and that's two out Samer drowning out second to first Fry McCormick for out number two two men up and two men down and Red Rolf is coming around last time up he flagged to Mellot. out in center field two out and none on outfield deep and a little bit to the right Rolf squares away Derringer's ready here's the wind up and the pitch, like one call, right down the middle. just mixing them up out there. He has a fine assortment today. Winds up again, working a little faster now. Here it comes, a curve ball inside. Ball one, down is one and one on the redhead. Two out and none on, last to the third. National Leaguers out in front, one down. Here's the windup by Darren. The pitch, Rolf hits a high foul. Over goes Hack, he cannot get it. It's dropping into the lower boxes, back of third base. Lena Blackburn, and coaching at first base. Art Fletcher of the Yankees, coaching at third, trying to stir up a little rally here. Erringer winds up slowly. Here's the pitch to Rolf. He hits a fly ball. A line drive to Vaughn, and the side is retired. Rolf lining to Archie Vaughn at shortstop for the retiring out. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left, as Ralph find out to Archie Vaughn. Score at the end of the third, still one to nothing in favor of the National Leaguers. Now.
0: And as we go into the first half of the fourth inning, the National Leaguers coming to bat, the American Leaguers will have a new pitcher. Each starting each pitcher who goes into the ballgame is scheduled to pitch only three innings. Red Ruffing, who started for the American Leaguers, pitched three innings, allowed four hits, walked one man struck out four and allowed one run, three of the hits coming in the third inning when the National Leaguers got their only run. As it was, though, with the bases loaded, Ruffing came through with a masterful performance to retire the side. With The bases loaded and only one out, preventing the National Leaguers from getting any more runs. And now walking into the mound to take up the pitching burden for the American leaders is the ace right-hander of the Detroit Tigers, the curveball artist, Tommy Bridges, who's won 11 games and lost two for Detroit this season, making a magnificent comeback this year after slumping somewhat last season. And so it's Tommy Bridges, a right-hander, taking up the pitching duties for the American Leaguers. There's his first warm-up pitch to Bill Dickey. Merrill Hogue, incidentally, having pinch-hitted for a red Ruffing. ...and Ruffing's turn at bat in the last half of the third inning for the American Leaguers. Hank Greenberg playing first base for the American Leaguers. Detroit Tiger dashes into the mound to say a few words to Tommy Bridges, his teammate. Manager Joe Conan, and Joe Gordon, the second-basic combination for the American Leaguers at the moment... ...are both standing on second base talking to each other. Red Rolf is in on the grass of the infield, two feet away from third base watching Bridges take his preliminary pitches. And standing in back of the plate is the first hitter that will face Tommy Bridges, Joe Medwick, wearing his familiar number seven. And there's a long throw down to second base, and we're ready to go in the first half of the fourth inning with the National Leaguers leading the American Leaguers one to nothing, and here is France Locks to carry on. Joe Medwick, first man at the plate on his other appearance in the second inning. He took a call, third strike. That's right-handed with Tommy Bridges on the firing line now for the American Leaguers. Bridges has a record of 11-1, two losses. One of the best of any pitchers in this classic. Gets his signal from Bill Dickey, starts his wind-up. Here's the first pitch to Medwick, low, ball one. Melott will be the second hitter of the inning, followed by Harky Vaughn. One ball is a count on Joe Medwick. Right handed batter. Bridges gets his signal again, goes into his windup for the next pitch. Here it comes, and a ground ball going down to short. Cronin takes it on a big hop. There's the throw. He's out at first. Cronin to Greenberg for the initial out. One away, and that brings up Mellott. Mellott on his other appearance at the plate was out on a fly ball. Out to Roger Kramer, out in right field. There's plenty of partisan Yankee fans here, as well as some uh, New York Giant fans here, and a little cheering and reverse cheering both for Mel. Bat's left-handed. Archie Vaughn on deck. Bridges gets his signal, goes into his wind-up, and here's the first pitch to Mel Ott, a little bit low, ball one. One ball is account. count. Mel Ott batting with one man down, nobody on. First half of the fourth, and the National is leading by a score of one nothing. Bridges starts the old wind-up again. Here it comes, and a foul ball. It's going out in fair territory down the third baseline. Roth coming in, and Dickey going out, and Dickey takes it for the out. Two down. Hot popped out to Dickey about halfway down between home and third. That's two down. Archie Vaughn, the Pittsburgh shortstop, is the batter. Vaughn had a single. On his other trip to the plate, and so far he score, has scored the only run of the ball game. That was followed by two hits by Hack and Fry in the third. Vaughn batting with two down, nobody on. Here's the first pitch to Vaughn, strike one. He swung at it. He tried to stop that swing, but he had gone too far. One strike is a count on Archie Vaughn. We'll have a pinch hitter for Paul Derringer. If Vaughn happens to get on, because Derringer's through with his his three innings. Bridges it on the mound again. his wind up for the next pitch to Archie Vaughn. Here's the pitch. Ball inside, and the count is even up. One and one. One ball and one strike with two down. National Leaguers are leading in hits now, having four to the American Leaguers, two. Only one extra base hit so far. That was a double. Goes to the credit of Linus Frye of the Cincinnati Reds. Here's the next pitch to Vaughn. Strike two. He took another cut. Two strikes and one ball. Two strikes and one ball. Tommy Bridges seems to have plenty on that ball. Curve is breaking very nicely. Two strikes, one ball, two down. Nobody on. Steps in on the mound. He got his signal again from Dickey. Goes into his windup for the next pitch. Here it comes inside. Ball two. And once again, the count is even. Two and two. Ball got away from Tommy when it was returned by Dickey. This is the first half of the fourth inning. This ball game with the National Leaguers leading the American Leaguers by a score of one to nothing. Bridges steps in on the mound. He gets his signal. Winding up now for the next pitch. Here it comes. Low. Ball three. Three and two is the count. The old three and two pitch coming up this time. Vaughn steps back out of the batter's box for the moment. He's back in there now. Bridges walking back to the mound. The count three and two with two down. And this is the one where both of them are more or less in the hole. Then on the mound, he gets his signal. Starts his wind-up for the pitch. The count three and two. Here it comes. And it's outside and high. Archie Vaughn gets free transportation. And now we'll see who's coming in. Dolph Camilli of the Brooklyn Dodgers coming in to bat for Paul Derringer. Camilli of the Brooklyn Dodgers coming in to bat for Paul Derringer. Camille has a batting average of 287 during the current campaign. Bats left-handed. Camille the batter. Archie Vaughn on first base. Camille batting. Stanley Hack on deck. We're in the first half of the fourth inning. Bridges looks around at the outfield and gets his signal, goes into his stretch, glances over at first base. Archie Vaughn is taking the lead off. Here's the pitch. Strike one, called on Camille. One strike is the count. The first half of the fourth inning with two down. Archie Vaughn on first base. That's the second National Leaguer to get on. Result of a pitch on balls. However, Goodman was purposely passed in the third inning. Bridges goes into his stretch again. Glances over first. Here's the pitch. Strike two. Camilli swung at it. Two strikes is the count on Camilli. The first half of the fourth inning in this ball game. Archie Vaughn still on first base. Two men down. Stanley hacks on deck. Ridge is getting a signal. Up goes the Army. Glances over first base. He's all set for the pitch. And it's strike three. Camilli hunt down swinging. For the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the fourth inning show no runs, no hits, and no errors. The National Leaguers had one man left on base. The score remains one to nothing in favor of the National Leaguers as we go into the last half of the fourth inning. As we come into the last half of the fourth inning, we'll have a new pitcher for the National League. Paul Derringer, the starting pitcher for the Nationals, having completed his three innings on the mound. And it's Big Bill Lee who's taking up the pitching duties for the National League. Big Bill Lee is strapping right-hander who pitched the Chicago Cubs into the National League pennant last year. Derringer, in the three innings in which he pitched, allowed only two hits, walked nobody, no walks, struck out, one man allowed no runs, and if the National Leaguers should maintain their lead through the rest of this ballgame, Derringer will get credit for the victory. And now, coming in the last half of the fourth inning, facing Big Bill Lee will be Joe DiMaggio, Bill Dickey, and Hank Greenberg. Joe DiMaggio, who has been appropriately nicknamed by our own Arch McDonald, the Yankee Clipper. Here we go now as Joe steps into hitting position the last of the fourth inning. Joe DiMaggio, the first batter. He was out on a fly ball to Mel Ott on his other trip in the first inning. Lee's winding up. Here's the pitch. On a ground ball down the third baseline. Hack takes it in the back of the bag. There's the throw. He's out at first. Hack to McCormick for the initial out. DiMaggio grounded out. Hack to McCormick on the first pitch. One down, and that brings up Bill Dickey of the New York Yankees. A left-handed batter. And Dickey on his other trip was out on a fly ball to Archie Vaughn. Vaughn going back to make the catch. Bats left handed with Hank Greenberg on deck. The last half of the fourth inning. they score one to nothing. Here's the first pitch. It's a little bit high for ball one. One ball is a count. Lee steps in on the mound. He got his signal from Lombardi. Goes into his windup for the next pitch to Bill Dickey. Here it comes. Ball two. The pitch was low. Two balls and no strike. Two balls, no strike. One man down. It's the last half of the fourth. Lee's in on the mound. Starts his wind-up for the next pitch. Ball three outside. Three and nothing on Bill Dickey. A left-handed batter. Second man up for the Yanks. Or rather for the American Leaguers here in the last half of the fourth. Lee goes into his wind. And here's the next pitch. Strike one call. The count is now three and one. Three and one on Bill Dickey with one man down. DiMaggio, the first man grounded out. Hack to McCormick. Lee goes into his wind-up for the next pitch. And it's ball four low, and Bill Dickey walks. That's the first American Leaguer to walk. That brings up Hank Greenberg of the Detroit Tigers, the American Leaguer's first baseman. He was also out on a fly ball to Archie Vaughn on his other trip. That was the second inning. Bat's right-handed. Joe Cronin, the Boston Red Sox on deck. Lee steps in on the mound. Here's the first pitch. Foul ball to the left of the plate. Four strike one. A new ball is tossed in. Lee is standing in back of the pitcher's mound now, rubbing the gloss off that new ball, looks out at the outfield, turns around, comes in on the rubber to get his second from Lombardi. One man down, Bill Dickey on first base. Greenberg is the batter. One strike is the count. Leaves it on the mound. Here's the pitch. Strike two. He took a cut at that one. Two strikes on Hank Greenberg. In the last half of the fourth inning. And again, Lee looks out at the outfielders and turns around to take his stance on the mound. Bill Dickey is on first base, got on the result of a base on balls, up go the arms, glances over at first base, he's all set for the pitch, here it is, ball outside and high. Looked like Greenberg was tempted there for a moment, came very near taking a cut at it. Two strikes, one ball, one man down, Dickey on first. Up go the arms again, Lee's in on the mound, he's all set there. Here's the pitch, and there's a high foul to the left of the plate, going up on top of the stands. And the count remains the same. Two strikes, one ball. Lee's rubbing up that new ball that was tossed into him. Bill Dickey on first base with one away. On the mound, gets his signal from Lombardi. And here's the next pitch. And there's a line drive out to left field. Or a hit with Dickey stopping at second. Hank Greenberg's on a lane single out to left field. Putting Dickey down on second. That brings up Joe Cronin of the Boston Red Sox this is Cronin's second appearance he got a single in the second inning that's right handed with George Selkirk on deck the last half of the fourth the National League is leading one to nothing runners on first and second one man down Cronin batting leaves on the mound he gets his signal all set for the pitch here it is strike one called on Cronin and a curveball that broke very nicely getting the outside corner one strike Comes in on the mound. Up go the arms again. Glances down at second base. Keep that runner a little closer. Here's the pitch. Low ball, one and one. One and one is the count. Kurt Davis of the St. Louis Cardinals, along with Kathy Danning of the Giants, just now going down to the bullpen for the National League. Leaves it on the mound again. Count one and one. All set for the pitch. Here it is. Ball two wide. Two balls and one strike on Cronin with Bill Dickey down on second base. Hank Greenberg on first base and one man down. Two balls, one strike. Here's the next pitch. Foul in back of the plate. And the count is now even up two and two. That calls for another new ball. Two and two on Cronin who steps back out of the batter's box for the moment. Two and two. Comes in on the mound. He got his signal. Greenberg on first base. Dickey down (laughs) down on second base. All set for the pitch. Here it is. And it's strike three. Conan went down swinging. His bat slipped out of his hand and went very near out to Archie on a short. That's two away. And that brings up Selkirk, the Yankees' left fielder. Left fielder for the American League. member of the New York Yankees. And Selkirk on his other trip to the plate was out on a fly ball to Mellot. out in deep center. Still have runners on first and second. Two down. Selkirk batting. A left-handed batter. Lee's in on the mound. He gets his signal. Here's the pitch. Wide. Ball one. Flash Gordon on deck. One ball is a count on Selkirk. Runners on first and second. Lee steps in on the mound. All set for the pitch. Here it comes. Ball two outside and high. Two balls and no strikes. Two balls, no strikes. Selkirk batting. Runners on first and second. Greenberg on first base. Bill Dickey down on second. Lee steps in on the mound, goes into his stretch. He's all set for the pitch. Here it comes. And there goes the drive going out to right field. And Goodman tried to make a two string catch. He missed. A run is in. Dickey scores. Greenberg reaches third. The ball was relayed in by McCormick. That is from Goodman to McCormick to Lombardi. It's a hit for Selkirk that ties up the ball game Bill Dickey crosses the plate Greenberg reaches third it was a hit for Selkirk Goodman tried to make a shoestring catch looked like he might have been hurt a little bit on the play but evidently not he's up and staying in there and Joe Gordon is the batter the ball game is tied up now one and one the last half of the fourth with runners on first and third Gordon batting here's the pitch wide ball one Gordon bats right-handed one ball is the count on Flash Gordon. Hank Greenberg over on third. George Selkirk on first base. Bill Lee stepped in on the mound. He got his signal. All set for the pitch. Here it comes. And a ground ball. Down to line And it glass off the Bond. Going out into left field. Greenberg scoring. I don't know whether that's going to be a hit or an error. It was rather a hard ball, though, at that. And it's one of those kind that can be scored either way. Greenberg scores. It's an error for Archie Vaughn, the first air of the ball game. Selkirk stops at second, and Tommy Bridges is the next batter. Gordon on first base. Archie Vaughn charged up with the first air of the ballgame. That puts the American Leaguers in the lead by a score of 2-1. to one. Bridges bats right-handed. There's the pitch, and a foul ball coming back against the screen for strike one. Greenberg and Dickey have scored this inning to put the American Leaguers in the lead. Selkirk is on second, Gordon on first, Tommy Bridges batting with Roger Kramer on deck. Lee comes in on the mound again, he's all set. Next pitch, wide ball, one and one. One ball and one strike. One ball, one strike. Up goes the arm again, glances down at second base, getting set. The pitch, ball inside. Two balls and one strike on Tommy Bridges. That's right-handed. Runners on first and second. Then on the mound, got his signal from Lombardi. Here's the next pitch. Strike two. Call two and two on Bridges. Two balls and two strikes. With Flash Gordon on first base, George Selkirk down on second, and two down. The last half of the fourth inning. The American League is leading by a score of two to one. Lee steps in on the mound. He got his signal again. All set for the delivery. Here's the pitch. Ball three, low, and the count is now three and two. Three and two on Tommy Bridges. Three balls and two strikes. Lee goes into his stretch, glances down at second base. The pitch, both runners going, strike three, call. Tommy Bridges called out on strike for the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the last half of the fourth inning show two runs, two hits. And one error which was charged up to Archie Fawn, Two men left on base. The score going into the first half of the fifth inning reads American Leaguers two, National Leaguers one. We pause again for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. You're listening to the WBBM Air Theater, Rigby Building, Chicago. Ready to go in the first half of the fifth inning of this all-star game being played out here at Yankee Stadium in New York City. And we got plenty of action on the last half of the fourth inning as the American Leaguers came from behind. They were trailing one to nothing to take a two-to-one lead. As we go into the fifth inning, the first hitter to face Tommy Bridges pitching his second inning for the American Leaguers is Stan Hack of the Chicago Cubs. And here's
1: Arch McDonald. In two previous trips to the plate... Hack struck out in the first and single to left in the third inning. There's two to one in favor of the American Leaguers. Hack a left-handed hitter up there at the plate. Tommy Bridges steps on the mound. The outfield is playing Hack straight away. Bridges winds up in a jerky sort of fashion. Then he throws. Hack swings and misses. One strike. A very slow breaking curve right over the heart of the plate. One strike on Stan Hack. has had one for two on the day. Swears right away at the plate. Bridges grips the seams, Dickey comes up off his haunches, Here is the foe wind up, he rocks in the box. Down comes the pitch high inside, a fastball, that makes it one and one on Stan Hack. First man up, first half of the fifth, the American leaders leading two to one. Bridges is ready, winds up slowly, then he throws, Hack fouls it off to the left, and that makes it two strikes and one ball. This is his third trip to the plate, he struck out in the first, and he single the left field in the third. New ball is thrown out to Bridges. Slight left-hander, Tennessee boy with the Detroit Tigers. Has the finest pitching record of any American League pitcher in this game. Here's the next pitch, outside. Ball two and that evens the count, 2-2 on Hack, who is the main man for the National Leaguers in the fifth inning. Score 2-1 in favor of the American Leaguers. Bridges starts his windup. Here it comes, outside. Ball three and three and two is the count now with the pay ball coming up. Bridges nervously steps off the rope for a moment. Bill Dickey down on his haunches, flashes the sign. Outfield straight away. Here's the windup. Here it comes. He goes down swinging. That's the second time Pack has gone down swinging in three trips. That's Bridges' second strikeout. Total of six strikeouts for the American League pitchers, Ruffing and Bridges. Ruffing had four and Bridges two in one and one third innings. Ruffings four was in three innings, and here's Fry up. He he had one hit a double. He drove in the only run for the National Leaguers in the third. Here's the wind-up. Pitch is outside. Ball one. Fry grounded out to Gordon in the first inning. Doubled and drove in the National League's only run in the third. Down is one ball, one out. Here's the wind-up by Tommy. The pitch hit down the line to Greenberg, who boots it for a moment, then takes it, throws to bridges, and he's out at first. Greenberg to Bridges, who covered first for the second out. The ball was a hard hit ball that was bobbled momentarily by Hank, but he had plenty of time to retrieve the ball and throw to Tommy Bridges, who covered. Two men are out now with nobody on base, and we're going to get a pinch hitter for Ival Goodman. Ivo Goodman, the right fielder, who might have been temp- who might have been uh, injured a little bit when he went after Selkirk's line drive. It's Paul Herman captain of the Cubs, batting in place of Goodman. He's a right-handed hitter, batting 270. Here's the first pitch and he swings and misses at a low curve, strike one. Bill Herman of the Cubs batting for Goodman. Two men out, none on base. Herman's a right-handed hitter. Here's the windup and the pitch foul, back of the plate. That makes it two strikes. New ball is thrown out to Tommy Bridges. Winner of 11, loser of 2 on the 1939 campaign. He takes the gloss off, looks down at Dickey, winds up slowly, jerkily. Then he throws, and it's high. Ball one, two strikes and the ball. Herman batting for goodness. Here's the wind-up. And the pitch, strike three, called down the middle, and no doubt about it, as the side is retired in order, Bridges striking out two of the three men. He now has a total of three strikeouts in two innings. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left in the first half of the fifth. The score remains two to one American Leaguers.
0: As we come into the last half of the fifth inning, umpire... Cal Hubbard at the plate goes over to talk to manager Gabby Hartnett, who's piloting the National League All-Stars. And then umpire Hubbard's running over to the American League dugout now for a moment to consult with the manager Joe McCarthy. It may be that now we're going to have a change in the umpire's. As the game started off, umpire Cal Hubbard of the American League was behind the plate, Major Kurth of the National League at first base, Rommel, Eddie Rommel of the American League at second base, and Larry Getz of the National League at third base for the first four and a half innings. From now on, for the remainder of the ballgame, Major Kurth of the National League will come behind the plate, Rommel of the American League will go over to first, Gets to second, and Hubbard will move on down to third base. Umpire Hubbard is still in the dugout. Time is being held up here for a minute. The game is being held up. Time has been called. We're having a few lineup changes, too, which we'll check for you and pass on to you. In the National League lineup, there's a change. Herman having batted for eyeball Goodman. Goodman will leave the game, and Terry Moore of the St. Louis Cardinals will go into center field. And Mel Ott, who started in center field, will move over to his old position, right field. That's the position which Ott plays with the New York Giants, always in right field, although upon occasion, manager Bill Terry has shifted him to third base in a pinch. The announcements are now being made over the loudspeaker system out here at the Yankee Stadium. He's announcing the umpire changes, which we gave to you a moment ago. As we go into the last half of the fifth inning, the first hitter to bat for the American Leaguers will be Doc Kramer, the Boston Red Sox, followed very likely by Red Rolfe and then the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio. Umpire Major Kurth standing out behind the plate, talking to Ernie Lombardi, the Cincinnati Reds catcher, who's catching for the National Leaguers. Apparently. Checking, uh, lineups, He had a couple of cards in his hand, which probably were the lineups. As a matter of fact, that's what he was doing, checking it with the loudspeaker announcer. And now we're ready to go in the last half of the fifth inning.
1: Roger Kramer's having quite a time. The Beatles are flying out there. He's up the plate for the third time. He's had one hit. Here's the first pitch foul, back of third base. Kramer single the left field to start the festivities for the American Leaguers in the first inning. But got no further. And then he grounded out second to first, Friday McCormick in the third. He's up now for the third time, hitting left-handed. Count of one strike. Lee winds up slowly. He throws. It's a bunt, but foul. Back of the plate. Kramer attempting to beat out a bunt. Hack was in on it fast. Count is now two strikes on Kramer. Lee has the new ball, takes the goss off. Kramer steps into the batter's box. First man up, last, the fifth American leaders. Two to one. Here's the next pitch. Kramer goes down swinging. Lee struck out Kramer. He went down swinging. That's the third man Lee has struck out in one and one-third innings. Here's Red Rolf out for the third time. He flied the mail out in center in the first. And he lined out to Archie Vaughn to, to end the third inning. Left-handed hitter. Lee starts his windup. Here it comes. Skyke One calls just about letter high. Fast ball, One out, none on base. Last to fifth. Lee winds up slowly. Then he throws. Rolf hits a slow hopper down to second base. In comes Fry. Takes it. Throws over to first. And he's out. Fry to McCormick for the second out. Rolf grounded out second to first. Fry to McCormick. Two men are out now with nobody on base. And here is the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio at the plate. Joe's been up twice without a hit. Flying to out in center field in the first. Grounding out to Hack at third base in the fourth. Here's the wind-up by Lee, and the pitch, a curved ball and a call strike. One strike on the clipper, two men out, nobody on base. Lee is ready, outfield deep. It's the next pitch, there it goes, far in the left field. Medwick up against the wall, he leaps, he can't get it, it's a home run for DiMaggio. Into the left field stands the Yankee Clipper, is rounding second base like an express train, and in spite of the fact that he doesn't have to run fast, he is really carrying the mail. On that line drive home run, which was about six feet outside of Medwick's reach, the American Leaguers go out in front now by a score of three to one. On the Yankee Clipper's mighty home run into the left field stands, about three hundred and twenty-five feet away from the plate. Two men are out. Dickey up. And here is the first pitch outside. Ball one. That's the third run charged to Lee. Derringer was charged with none. Next to Dickey is down the middle for a called strike. And it's one and one on Bill Dickey from Little Rock, Arkansas. He popped out to Vaughn in the first and he walked in the fourth. Lee winds up slowly. Throws to Dickey a fastball. Hit down the line to McCormick who takes it. There's a race for the bag, and he beats Dickey, and the side is retired as Dickey grounds to McCormick, unassisted. Summary in this inning, for the American Leaguers, one run. It was by Joe DiMaggio that home run into the left field stands. One hit. <laughs> There's nobody left. Score at the end of five innings. The American Leaguers, three. The National Leaguers, one.
0: And the crowd out here got a terrific boot out of Joe DiMaggio's home run blast into the left field stands. The first real display of that vaunted American League power that we've seen so far this afternoon. And that blow put the Yan- the American Leaguers ahead three to one. We keep saying Yankees every once in a while. American League lineup is so dotted with American Leaguers. As a matter of fact, there's been quite a lot of talk going around all over the country from coast to coast about the... World Series preview angle to this All-Star game. As the ball game got underway, we had five Cincinnati Red players in the lineup and six Yankees. Derringer and Ruffing, when they went out of the game, left it with four Cincinnati players and five Yankees. Of course, as you know, the Yankees are overwhelming favorites to capture the American League pennant and go into the World Series to face... The Cincinnati Reds, because they are the choice of most folks to win the National League pennant. And so, with so many of the players from each side in the ballgame, we do get that bit of World Series atmosphere from it. And now we're ready to go into the first half of the second inning, the American League leading the National League 3-1, to one, and here is France Locks. Frank McCormick is the first man up for the National Leaguers. The Cincinnati first base. He's been up there twice. Hasn't any hits so far. Bats right-handed. Tommy Bridges winding up. Here's the first pitch. And a ground ball going down to second base. Gordon after. He scoops it up. There's a throw out at first. Gordon to Greenberg for the initial out. McCormick grounded out on the first pitch. One down. And that brings up Ernie Lombardi, the Cincinnati catcher. Lombardi bats right-handed. He's had one hit out of two trips. Getting a single in the second inning. And was out on a fly ball to... Flash Gordon, who went back in short right to make the catch in the third. That's right-handed with Joe Medwick of St. Louis on deck. Bridges starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch. And there's a drive going out to left center for a hit. And Lombardi is on first base with his second hit in the ball game. Lombardi gets a line single out to left center. And that brings up Joe Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's right-handed. His third appearance at the plate. He hasn't any hits so far. Medwick was called out on strikes in the second inning. And in the fourth inning, he was thrown out at first base by Joe Cronin on a hard-hit grounder. One man down, Lombardi on first base, Medwick batting, Mellott on deck. The first half of the sixth, the American Leaguers leading the National Leaguers by a score of three to one. Bridges steps in on the mound, getting a signal, here's his pitch, outside, ball one. One ball is the count on Medwick. That's the first hit off of Tommy Bridges since he went into the game. Lombardi on first base. Bridges steps in on the mound again. He's all set for the next pitch. Here it comes. And a ground ball. Goes down to short. Cronin is after it. He juggles it. And both runners are safe. Both runners are safe. It's an error for Joe Cronin. Lombardi down on second. Medwick on first base. Melout is up. That's the first error for the American Leaguers. And both errors have been charged up to the respective shortstops. Mel Ott is up, getting a big hand as he steps up to the plate, and Hank Greenberg walks into the mound to talk with Tommy Bridges. Runners on first and second, one man down. Mel Ott batting with Archie Vaughn on deck. Mel Ott has many hits so far. He was out on a fly ball to right field in the second inning, and he was out on a pop fly to Dickey to the left of the plate about halfway down to third in the fourth inning. Mel Ott is batting. Medwick on first Lombardi down on second Bridges steps in on the mound he glances down to second base here's the pitch and a ground ball going out to right field for a hit Gordon knocks it down but he couldn't make a play on it it's a hit and the bases are loaded Lombardi moves over to third Medwick down on second Mel out on first base and Archie Vaughn is up Archie Vaughn is the batter Pittsburgh shortstop bats left-handed he's been on both times at a single in the third inning and he walked in the fourth And now Art Fletcher is coming out to the plate to talk with umpire Major Kurth. A little conference on out at the mound. And it looks like that might be all for Tommy Bridges here. We'll see in just a moment. That's all for Tommy Bridges. He's going out of the ball game. The base is loaded. He had not allowed a hit until this inning. And two hits and a walk have gotten him in trouble here. Here's a man coming out of the bullpen. We can't tell exactly who it is, but it looks like the walk of Bob Feller coming in. I believe it's Bob Feller. Bob Feller coming in of the Cleveland Indians. Young Bob Feller coming in to the Cleveland Indians. Feller's record during the current campaign is 14 wins against three losses. A right-hander. And he has plenty of stuff when he's right. First man to face him will be Archie Vaughn, the Pittsburgh shortstop, who had a single in the third inning and walked in the fourth inning. Feller hasn't reached the mound as yet. We'll have the customary warm-up pitches. Joe Conan and all of the American League infield are in there waiting to talk with him. Bill Dickey goes out to have a little conference with Feller before they start their warm-up. And he's talking there now with Dickey. And in just a moment, Dickey will be strolling back here to the plate and take his warm-up tosses. Here comes Dickey now, but instead of strolling, he's trotting back there. Bob Feller of the Cleveland Indians is now the pitcher for the American Leaguers, the third man to be in there for the American Leaguers in the ballgame. is a right-hander taking his warm-up tosses. The bases are loaded. There's one man down. Archie Vaughn will be the batter when the play is resumed. And the American leaguers are leading the national leaguers by a score of three to one in a game that's been plenty exciting here so far. First one side taking the lead and the other side taking the lead. Bridges was the first man to go out of the game before finishing his third inning. Walked one man. That's the only man that had reached first base up until this inning. And after getting the first man out, McCormick on a ground ball, then Lombardi came through with his second single. And then Cronin made an error on Medwick's grounder, hard grounder. And then Mellott, the New York Giants right fielder, came through with a hit. And the bases are loaded. Flash Gordon made a great stop on that ball of uh, Mel Lott. As a matter of fact, he didn't have any chance to make a play on the ball, but he was mighty lucky. He showed plenty in getting over there and knocking it down and holding Lombardi at third instead of letting him score. We're all set to go now. Feller is through taking his warm-up pitches. The bases are loaded, and Archie Vaughn is the batter. Lombardi on third, Medwick on second, Mallott on first. arky batting. Red Rock goes in to say a few last words to Bobby Feller before he starts. Everyone's in position now. We're all set to go. Feller steps in on the mound. He got his signal from Bill Dickey. Archie Vaughn batting. Bats left-handed. Fellers in on the mound, he starts his windup for the pitch, here it is, and there's a hot ground ball, down to short guard. second, Gordon to Cronin, to Greenberg, for a double play, Archie Baum hit him to a double play, Gordon to Cronin to Greenberg, retiring the side, the results there in the first half of the sixth inning show, no runs, two hits, and one error which was charged up to Cronin, and the scores, they go into the last half of the sixth inning still reach American Leaguers three, National Leaguers one. What drama was packed into that very fleeting few seconds that just elapsed? with the American Leaguers lead endangered by the National Leaguers who had the bases loaded only one out? Tommy Bridges was removed from the ball game by manager Joe McCarthy despite the fact that Tommy had pitched excellent ball. Joe Cronin's unfortunate error on... Medwick's drive down to him. It was a perfect double play ball. Put Bridges in a hole. And then when Archie Vaughn, or rather Mel Ott, singled off Joe Gordon's glove, it put the National League, the National Leaguers in an excellent position to tie up this ball game or possibly go ahead. When in comes from the bullpen, Bob Feller, that young speedball wizard from the Cleveland Indians. After the tenseness of the situation that existed while Bridges left the game and Feller came in, took his warm-up pitches, and then they got all set to go. Dickie flashing the sign to Feller with Archie Vaughn, a dangerous man up there at the bat, a left-hander. The base is loaded. And on one pitch, a double play ball to retire to the side. That was real drama. The most exciting few moments of this ball game so far this afternoon. So as we go in the last half of the sixth inning, the American Leaguers hold their lead three, two, one. Hank Greenberg of Detroit will be the first man up for the American Leaguers here in the last half of the sixth inning. He's had one hit out of two trips, getting a single in the fourth inning. He also scored a run that inning. He'll be followed by Joe Cronin and George Selkirk. Bill Lee is rubbing that ball up a little. It's the last half of the sixth inning. The American Leaguers leading by a score of 3-1. to one. Greenberg bats right-handed. Bill Lee gets his signal from Lombardi. He's winding up, and here's the initial pitch outside and low. Ball one. One ball is a count. One ball is a count on Hank Greenberg. Lee goes into his windup. Here's the next pitch, and it's strike one. He swung at it, one and one. One ball, one strike. The last half of the sixth inning. The hits are now five for the American Leaguer, six for the National. Lee starts his windup. Here's the next pitch, inside and high. Ball two and strike one. Two balls and one strike. Hank Greenberg is the batter. Lee gets a signal again. He's winding up for the next pitch. Here it comes. And it's ball three inside and high, making the count read three and one on Hank Greenberg. Three balls, one strike. Steps in on the mound, winding up for the pitch. Three and one. Strike two called. Three and two. This is the one that tells the story. Or at least should. The count three and two on Hank Greenberg, the first batter. Lee goes into his windup. And here's the next pitch inside and high. And Greenberg gets free transportation. That brings up Joe Cronin. The Boston Red Sox shortstop. Cronin has had one hit out of two trips, getting a single. And the second inning struck out in the fourth inning. That's right handed. He'll be followed by George Selkirk. Nobody down as yet. The last half of the sixth, Lee goes into his stretch, getting set for the first pitch here to Cronin. Here it comes, and a ground ball down to Fry. Fry juggles it, but he recovers, makes the play to first base. Fry to McCormick, For they out. Greenberg moving down to second. He had a double play ball on that one, but he juggled the ball momentarily, enough to let Greenberg get down, and he had to talk Cronin out at first base. One away, and George Selkirk is the batter. Bats left handed, he's had one hit out of two trips, getting a single in the fourth inning. Greenberg on second. One man down. And it looks like Selkirk will be purposely passed. That's what it is. Selkirk is being purposely passed. He got a chance at a double play. Ball one wide. Ball two wide. Ball three wide. Selkirk is being purposely passed. Here's the next one. Ball four wide. Runners on first and second. Both men getting on. The result of walks. And Joe Gordon, the Yankee second baseman, is the batter. Gordon was out on a fly ball his first trip to the state in the second inning to Mel Ott, who was playing center field at that time. And on his second trip in the fourth inning, he was safe at first base when Archie Vaughn fumbled his grounder. So the picture is now Greenberg on second, Seltzerk on first, one man down, Gordon batting with Bob Feller on deck. Leads in on the mound, goes into his stretch, glances down to second base, here's the pitch, and there goes the fly ball. Going out to deep left, Medwick going back, and he makes a nice running catch, holding both runners on their respective bases. Medwick goes back to deep left to take that one. Looked for a moment like it was gone. Two down, and that brings up Bobby Feller, the American Leaguers pitcher, the boy that came in there to relieve Bridges in the first half of the sixth. Feller is still picking out a war club. Finally gets one that suits him, and here he comes going out to the mound. He only had to pitch one ball there, and that tough spot that he went in, the first ball to Archie Vaughn, he sent a ground ball down to second base. Gordon fired it over to Cronin, Cronin to Greenberg, and that pulled the American Leaguers out of a bad hole. Feller bats right-handed, with Roger Kramer on deck. Runners on first and second, Down Lee's in on the mound. Here's the first pitch, and it's strike one called on Bobby Feller one strike Selkirk on first base Greenberg on second two away into the stretch again he's all set here's the pitch and it's strike two he swung at that one two strikes on Bobby Feller this is the last half of the six the American Tigers lead by a score of three to one into a stretch again glances down at second base two strikes is a count here's the next pitch and it's strike three Feller down swinging for the third out retiring the side the results there in the last half of the sixth inning show, no runs, no hits, and no, no errors. And they yanked, the American Leaguers had two men left on base. The score remains the same, 3-1 to one in favor of the American Leaguers, as we go into the first half of the seventh inning. And before we do go into the first half of the seventh inning, we'll pause a few seconds for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WVVN Air Theater Rigby Building, Chicago. Back again at Yankee Stadium. As we get ready for the first half of the seventh inning, the National League is coming to bat. They're trailing the American Leaguers now by a score of three to one. Bob Bauer on the mound now, pitching for the American Leaguers, having relieved Tommy Bridges in the last of the sixth inning with one man out, pitching one ball, which was a double play ball, retire the side, and the bases were loaded. We just noticed Red Ruffing, who started the game for the American Leaguers, has already taken a shower and came out of the Yankee dugout, took a seat in the lower boxes, back behind the American League dugout. We're ready to go now, the first half of the seventh inning, and here is Arch McDonald.
1: In the first half of the seventh inning, Babe Phelps, catcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers, is batting for Lee. He's a left-handed hitter, batting 287. Feller starts his windup. Here's the first pitch, low, ball one and plenty fast. On Phelps, batting for Big Bill Lee, who worked three innings. Gave up three hits, walked three, struck out four, and was charged with all three American League runs. Feller is the third pitcher in for the American Leaguers. Roughing work three, bridges one and two thirds. Two and two thirds, rather. Down is one ball, Phelps batting for Lee. Here's the one up by Bobby. And the pitch, he swings and misses. Strike one, and it's one and one. One and one, the count, and the crowd is talking about this speed ball of Bobby Feller. Folks in Van Meter, Iowa, are certainly pulling for the kid. Here's a long wind-up, the pitch, and it's inside. Phelps started to go around, but changed his mind. The ball was too close. There's Red Cardin trying to stir up a rally at first base, and Bill Terry coaching at third. Two balls, one strike is the count. Phelps, the first batter, batting for Lee. Feller starts a long wind-up. Here's the next pitch. There's a hard-hit ball down to Gordon on two hops. Gordon over to Greenberg, and he's out. Phelps out second to first. Gordon to Greenberg. Phelps was batting for Big Bill Lee. And here is Stanley Hack making his fourth appearance at the platter. He struck out in the first, single to left field in the third. And he also struck out in the fifth. And seven strikeouts so far for the National Leaguers. Five for the American Leaguers. Outfield is away. hackers up, fella ready to pitch. Here it comes, low, ball one. One out, none on, first half of the seventh, the American Leaguers in front, three by one. Fella steps on, gets his sign from Big Bill Dickey, winds up, then he throws in the same spot, ball two and it's two and nothing. Fella calls time for a moment, steps back off the rubber. Seems to be pretty hot already. It's a beautiful, pleasant day for baseball here. This stadium is almost filled. Here's the next pitch, and it's outside. That makes it three and nothing on Stanley Hack. That time he was trying to jiggle his way to a base on balls. He shimmied all around the plate there and was apparently successful. It's three and nothing now. One man out. Up there, seventh inning. Here's the next pitch way outside, ball four, and Hack walks. That's the first man Fry has walked since he's been in there. He's pitched to three men. When well, the base is filled in one out, he made Vaughn hit into a double play. Phelps started the inning by grounding out to Gordon in the seventh. Hack walked. One out, the man on first. Here's Junior Fry at the plate. Left handed hitter up for the fourth time. He's had one hit a double. That was back in the third inning, and he drove the only National League run with that double. Feller steps into pitching position, stretches, takes a glance at Huck then he throws to Fry, low and outside, ball one. Feller has his back to the stands now, smoothing out some dirt around the rubber. Cardon and Terry, the coaches at first and third, are making a lot of noise, trying to stir up a rally. Fry steps into the plate. Hack takes a short lead off first. One out. Then he pitches right down the middle for a call strike. Just a fast ball straight away. It's one and one. He was aiming that one with Dickey's big mitt as a target. Now Bill squats on his haunches in back of the plate. Fry squares away. Bob Feller steps on and Stanley Hack takes a short lead off first. There's the stretcher glance at first. And the pitch. Steve right two called in the same spot. It was a half-speed ball that feller let him have that time. It's now two strikes and one ball. Hackers on first base, one out. First half of the seventh inning. The American League is leading, three to one. This is the seventh All-Star game at the Yankee Stadium in New York. Feller is ready. Stretches, glances at Hack, then he throws, and that is a hard-hit ball out to short right field. In comes Kramer. It's high, it's under it, and he has it for the out. Fry flying to Kramer in right field. Hack jogs back to first. Two men are out now, and here is Terry Moore of the St. Louis Cardinals up for the first game, first time in this game. He replaced Avil Goodman, who was injured and taken out of the ball game. Terry Moore, batting 283, outfielder for the Cardinals, right-handed hitter, with Hack on first and two men away. First half of the seventh. Terry steps on. Feller is ready. Here's the pitch, and he hits a high fly ball. With Red Rolf and Cronin out there under it, Rolf calls for it, and he takes it on the grass, and the side is retired as Terry Moore pops to Red Rolf on the grass around shortstop. Side retired in this inning, no runs, no hits, no errors. One left. Score at the end of the first half of the seventh remains. The American Leaguers three, National Leaguers one.
0: Archie was just explaining that Goodman was taken out of the ball game because he was injured. We just received word though not official, that Goodman has been taken to St. Vincent's Hospital here in New York City, and it's believed that he suffered a broken collarbone. It happened in the fourth inning. The American Leaguers had two men on base. When Twinkle Toes Selkirk hit a line drive into right field, Goodman came tearing in fast, tried to make a diving shoestring catch of the ball, turned a somersault as he dove for it, but as he came up, the ball was behind him, and it was on that play that he was injured and removed from the game. And now as we come into the last half of the seventh inning of the American Leaguers at bat, we get a new pitcher for the National League, Bill Lee having completed his three innings on the mound, and it's Lou Fetty of the Boston Red Sox, Boston Bees rather, the National League, who's won nine games and lost three for the Bees this season. And here we are now, ready to go in the last half of the seventh inning with the American Leaguers at bat.
1: Again, it's Doc Kramer leading off. He's up for his fourth time. He's had one hit. Betty, the right-hander, starts his wind-up. A long wind-up. Then he throws. Kramer fouls it in the back of the plate. Strike one. New ball is thrown from Lombardi out to Stanley Hack, who takes his glove off and gives it a real massage. One strike on Kramer. He singled the left field in the first inning, grounded out to second base in the third and struck out in the fifth. Here's the windup by Fetty. And the pitch, Kramer hits a high hopper down to second base. Pry comes up with it, throws to McCormick, and he's out. First man up in the seventh inning for the American Leaguers. Kramer grounds out second to first, by to McCormick. One out, now Red Rolfe up for the fourth time. He's failed to hit in three chips to the plate. Flying to Ott, lining to Vaughn, and grounding out to Fry. Fetty t- takes a long, loose, angular wind-up. Here's the first pitch. Strike one call right down the middle. One strike on Red Rolf. Up for his fourth time. One out. First half, last half of the seventh. American Leaguers lead three to one. Fetty is ready. Here's the next pitch inside, forcing Rolf to move back, and it's one and one. Lombardi down. Haunches the back of the plate. Flashes the sign. Fetty works very fast. He's winding up again. Here's the pitch. Foul, back, strike two. Two strikes, one ball. Barty again throws out the new ball. Stanley Hack takes his glove off. He does the rubbing. Then he gets the roster. Mike steps on into pitching position, out field deep and a bit to the right. Then he winds up slowly. There's the next pitch. Rolf hits it out over second base. It's going in the center field for a single for Red Rolf. His first hit of the ball game. A single over second base. In the center field for Red Rolfe. Listen to the roar for the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio. Rolfe's single was the sixth American League hit. Each league now had six hits. There's one out. Rolfe is on first. DiMaggio got a home run into the left field stands last time up in the fifth is at the plate. Here's the first pitch high. Ball one. DiMaggio's had one for three. Flying to out and center in the first, grounding out to Hack in the fourth, and that home run in the fifth. Here's the next pitch; he hits a high fly ball, and there's Rolf right around third base. It's foul; he's under it, and it belongs to him for the second out. Dimaggio fouled out to Stanley Hack just off the third baseline. First man up, Kramer, grounded out. Second to first, prior to McCormick. Rolf single center. And DiMaggio fouled out to Stanley Hack off the third baseline. Bill Dickey is up. He's failed to hit, but walked once in three trips. There's a throw over to his base by Fetty. No chance to get Rolf. He was off just a couple of steps. He stretches. Takes a look at Red. Throws to Dickey. Strike one. Call. Slow curve. One strike on Dickey. Outfield hitting Dickey straight away. The stretch, throw to first base. No, so. Rolf is back easily. McCormick throws it in. Again, Fetty throws over. The ball almost got by McCormick this time, but he finally speared it. Off again takes a fairly good lead, and time is called as Dickey steps out. Now Major Kurth moves back into position. Fetty is ready. Here's the pitch way outside. Count is now one-and-one. Then he gets the rosin bag. He's working a little faster than any other pitcher that's been in there, except Feller. Looks at first. Throws to Dickey. Outside again, and it's two balls and one strike. Rolf on first. Two men away. Last the seventh. American League in front. Three-to-one. Then he looks at first. Throws to Dickey, who hits a fly ball. Line drive, foul down the right field line. Foul by about 15 feet as it goes into the lower stands. That evens a count of two apiece. Two balls, two strikes, two men out, Rolf on first. Last of the seventh inning, the American Leaguers leading three to one. Ferry now pitching. Steps into position. Here's the pitch outside, and that makes it three and two on Dickey with the pay ball coming up. Three balls and two strikes. Fetty steps on. Lombardi flashes the sign. Fetty looks at first. Here's the pitch. There goes Rolf. There goes a slow hit ball. It's hit down to McCormick. He throws over to Fetty. covers first, and the side is retired. Dickey grounding out McCormick to Fetty, who covered first. In this inning, it's no runs. One hit, no errors, and one left. Score at the end of seven innings remains. The American Leaguers, three. The National Leaguers, one. We
0: pause for station identification at this point. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Back at Yankee Stadium, we go into the first half of the eighth inning. American Leaguers out in front, 3-2-1. Bob Feller, out on the mound for the American Leaguers, having relieved Tommy Bridges in the last of the sixth inning. Bridges, by the way, pitched two and two-thirds innings, allowed two hits, walked one, and struck out three. Two and one-third innings, rather. Feller having pitched one ball as he relieved Bridges, and a double play resulted. The two and one-third innings. Bill Lee pitched three innings, allowed three hits, walked three, struck out four, and three runs were scored while he was in the box. Lou Fetty now pitching for the National Leaguers. And now we're ready to go in the first half, the eighth of the National Leaguers at bat, and here is France Locks. Frank McCormick of Cincinnati is the first batter. Here's the pitch, and it's strike one. This is McCormick's fourth appearance at the plate. He hasn't done any hits so far in this ball game. Feller steps in on the mound to get his signal again from Bill Dickey. Lombardi on deck. McCormick the batter. One strike of the count. Feller starts his wind up. Here's the pitch, and there's a fly ball. Going out too short. Cronin moves over, and he takes it for the out. McCormick out on a fly ball to Cronin down at short. One man down. That brings up Ernie Lombardi, who has had two hits out of three trips played in this ball game. Two singles. That's right-handed medwick on deck lombardi batting american league are still leading by a score of three to one it's the first half of the eighth inning feller gets his signal goes into his wind up and here's the initial pitch to lombardi inside ball one one ball is a count with one man down first half of the eighth feller steps in on the mound and got his signal one ball is a count Goes at his wind-up for the next pitch to Lombardi. One ball. Here it comes. Ball two inside and high. Two balls and no strikes on Ernie Lombardi. Lombardi had a single in the second inning. Was out on a pop fly in the third, and he came back with another single in the sixth inning, getting the first one to left field, the second one to left center. Both line drives. Two balls and no strikes. Feller starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch. Strike one, call. And the count is now two balls and one strike on Ernie Lombardi. In the first half of the eighth inning in this ballgame. One man down, nobody on. Feller steps in on the mound. Two balls, one strike. He's winding up. Here's the pitch, and it's strike two. Lombardi took a cut at it, and the count is even up two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Picks up at the, the rosin bag for a moment. Strolls in on the mound. Count two and two. One man down. Getting a signal. Two balls, two strikes. Starts his windup. Here's the pitch, and there's a ground ball going down to second base. Gordon comes up with it. There's the throw to first. He's out. Gordon to Greenberg for the second out, and Joe Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals is the next batter. Medwick hasn't any hits so far. He's been on one time. That was in the sixth inning when Joe Conan booted his grounder. That's right-handed. Mill out on deck. First half of the eighth, two down, nobody on. The American Leaguers leading by a score of three to one. Feller steps in on the mound, getting a signal, starts his wind-up for the initial pitch here to Medwick. Here's the pitch, strike one, call. One strike is the count. Joe Medwick, the batter. Two teams are tied up on, having six apiece. He's winding up, and here's the next pitch inside. Ball, one and one. One ball, one strike. And again, Feller goes back to the the bag. Throws in on the mound, getting a signal now from Dickey with the count one and one on Medwick, two down. The first half of the eighth inning. Goes into his wind. And here's the pitch. And it's strike two. Medwick swung at it. Feller seems to have that fast one really zipping in there this afternoon. Two strikes and one ball. Then on the mound. Two strikes, one ball. Two down. Starts the old wind-up. Here's the pitch. And there's a drive going out toward right field. Gordon makes a beautiful one-handed stab on that one. There's the most sensational play of the ball game so far. It looked like it was labeled for a double. And Gordon, racing a top speed, leap, and spared that ball and had to go about 15 feet to keep from falling. He was stumbling all the way. A beautiful play. The results there in the first half of the eighth show. No runs, no hits, no errors. The score going into the last half of the eighth inning remain American Leaguers three, National Leaguers one. You can see ball games for the rest of your life and perhaps never see a catch like that one that Joe Gordon just made. Easily the outstanding play of the ballgame and the most sensational catch we've seen all season. That was what you can literally call a miracle catch. Gordon running at top speed to his left with his hand stretched out, sticking that glove up there more or less in a gesture of stabbing at that ball. He himself didn't think. I don't believe that he could have ever gotten it, but he's in there trying as he always is and made that sensational catch. Medwick, who hit the ball no doubt felt that he really had him a base hit there, but that's just the kind of ball that Joe Gordon's been playing all season. Perhaps not making that many sensational catches, but he's making plays that well, it reminds you of old Charlie Garinger himself. And now we're ready to go in the last half of the eighth inning, and Hank Greenberg is the hitter. Greenberg, Cronin, and Selkirk, the first three batters in the last half of the eighth. Petty starts his windup. Here's the pitch, and it's strike one call. One strike as a count on Hank Greenberg, who has been on twice out of his three trips to the plate. He's had a hit, and he walked one. But he's winding up. Here's the next pitch, and a ground ball down to short. Vaughn takes it on the hop. There's the throw. He is out at first. The throw was in the dirt, but McCormick scooped it up. One away. Greenberg grounded out Vaughn to McCormick. One down. That brings up Joe Cronin, the American Leaguer shortstop. Cronin has been there up the plate three times, had a single in the second inning, struck out in the fourth, uh, and was thrown out by Lannis Fry in the sixth inning. Bat's right-handed, George Selkirk on deck, in the last half of the eighth in this ballgame. And the most thrilling play so far has been by Flash Gordon. Study steps in on the mound, starts his wind-up. Here's the initial pitch to Gordon, or rather to Cronin, and it's strike one call. One strike is a count on Joe Cronin, one man down in the last half of the eighth inning. Betty's winding up. Strike two, another one called. Two strikes on Cronin. Betty picks up the rousing bag and steps in on the mound. He got his signal from Lombardi. One man down and two strikes on Cronin. He starts his windup. There's the pitch, wide outside. Plenty wide on that one. They count us now two strikes and one ball. Two strikes, one ball. One man down, nobody on. Goes into his wind up. Here's the pitch, and there's a line drive down to Archie Vaughn at short for the second out. Cronin lined out to Vaughn at short. And George Selkirk, the Yankee left fielder, is the batter. He's had one hit out of two official trips to the plate besides a base on ball. He was purposely passed in the sixth inning. Joe Gordon on deck. Two down, Selkirk the batter. But he goes into his windup. Here's the first pitch. Inside, ball one. Sort of floated that one there, but the pitch was inside. One ball is a count, two down. But he starts his wind-up. And here's the next pitch outside, plenty wide. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes on Selkirk. With two down and nobody on. The last half of the eighth inning, the American League is leading by a score of three to one. Picks up the rousing bag for the moment. Strolls it on the mound. Getting a signal from Lombardi. Two ball, no strikes on Selkirk. The last half of the eighth inning. Ball three. The pitch was low. Looked like Selkirk was tempted for a moment. Three or nothing. Got to come in there with it now. Here's the pitch. Ball four wide. Selkirk walks on four straight pitches. That's the second time. And Gordon is getting a tremendous hand as he steps up to the plate. The boy that pulled that sensational play. And Arch just said a moment ago, you called that play wrong. Because it can't be done. It looked like just one of those kind of plays, an impossibility, it looked like to start with, but nevertheless, he came up with it, so that's what counts. Gordon batting, that's right-handed. Selkirk on first base, here's the pitch, strike one, call on Flash Gordon. One strike with Selkirk on first base, two away. Selkirk has now been on three times out of his four appearances at the plate. Here's the next pitch, and there's a fly ball. Going down the left field line. Medwick coming over fast. And it's a foul ball, but couldn't quite make it. A foul ball down the left field line. Medwick and Archie Vaughn, Stanley Hack, all three were going after it. A new ball is tossed in. This is the last half of the eighth inning. Waiting on the runners to get back to their respective bases. They thought the ball might be fair. Selkirk was clear around third. Gordon was very near down to second base. They count two strikes on Flash Gordon, with two down. George Selkirk on first base. Buddy steps in on the mound, goes into his stretch, glances over at first base. Here's the next pitch, inside and high for ball one. Two strikes, one ball. Two strikes, one ball. A right-handed batter. Buddy steps in on the mound. Up go the arms, all set for the delivery. Here it comes, and there it goes. But it's foul. Going into the upper tier of the stands, down the left field line. The count remains the same. Two strikes, one ball. A new ball is tossed in. It's fired down to Stanley Hack, who rubs it up a little bit before tossing it in to Fetty. Fetty then picks up the rosin bag, strolls in on the mound. He got his signal from Lombardi. Selkirk on first base. The count, two strikes and one ball on Joe Gordon, who is the batter. Up go the arms again. All set for the delivery. Here's the pitch. Wide, wide and low. And it's even up on Gordon. Two balls and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes, Selkirk on first base, two down. The score, three to one in favor of the American leaguers. Here's the next pitch, ball three, it was high. Three balls and two strikes, and the next one is the one that tells the story. Three and two. Selkirk on first base. Steps it on the mound again. Three and two, here's the pitch, starts down, and it's strike three. Gordon went down, swinging for the third out, retiring the side. The results in the last half of the eighth inning show no runs, no hits, no errors. The American Leaguers had one man left on the score going into the ninth inning. American League three, National League one. And there goes Bob Feller walking out to the mound to pitch the ninth inning for the American Leaguers. And we just noticed, sitting just to the right in the box... Next to the American League dugout, Walter Johnson, the old big train, who in his day had plenty of speed too. I can't help but think the thoughts, think of the thoughts that might be running through Walter Johnson's mind as he sees Bob Feller, the new speedball pitcher of the American League, out there displaying his wares this afternoon. Walter seems to be enjoying the game quite a lot, chatting, laughing, shots a few words to some of the ball players every once in a while. We've just gotten the official figures on the attendance out here this afternoon, 62,892 people. And if memory serves correctly, that's the second highest total of uh, attendance in this series of All-Star Classics. The biggest total being in the game played out in Cleveland, I think, is around some 69,000. And here we go with Arch McDonald taking over in the first half of the ninth inning.
1: It's Mel Ott, first man up for the National League. He's had one hit, been up three times. Fellow winds up slowly. The outfield is deep. Here's the first pitch, low and inside, moving Ott away from the plate. One ball, the count. Ott at the plate. Feller winds up. Here it comes, low and inside again. It's two and nothing on Ott, two balls. He moves out, gets himself some dust, rubs it on his hands in the back. Ott squares away. He's guarding that plate closely now, trying to get a walk. Here's the next pitch right down the middle for a call strike, and it's two and one. The American League outfield is playing Ott very deep and just a bit to the right. Two balls, one strike. American Leaguers in front, three to one. National Leaguers have to stir up two runs if this game is to continue beyond this half inning. Feller winds up. Then he throws to Ott, who fouls the ball back beneath our broadcasting booth to make it 2-2. Again, Ott calls time and steps out. Feller gets a little rosin. Takes off his glove and is rubbing up the new ball. Archie Vaughan is on deck, and then, of course, will be a pinch hitter. Feller winds up slowly. Here it comes, and Ott hits one in the center field. DiMaggio's coming in. He can't get it. It's a base hit for Mel Ott, his second hit of the afternoon. Second hit of the afternoon for Mel Ott and the first hit off Bob Feller. Ott and Lombardi are the only two men in either lineup who have had more than one base hit. Ott is on first now, and Archie Vaughn squares away for the fourth time. He's had one for two officially. Single off Conan's Gov in the third. He walked in the fourth and hit into a double play in the sixth. One for two on the day. Otter's on first. Greenberg's not holding him on the bag. Cut a little bit back for a left-handed here. Pitch, and it's fouled off to the left by Archie Vaughn. Otter on first, nobody out. Ninth inning, National Leaguers at bat. Score three to one, American Leaguers. Archie Vaughn, perennial favorite of the Pirates of the plate. Unorthodox left-handed batting stance is employed by Vaughn. Feller takes a pitch, gets a sign from Dickey, glances over, over his shoulder at Captain Mellott and he throws high. Ball one, and it's one and one on Vaughn. The American Leaguers have two pitchers warming up in the bullpen. We can just barely see their heads from this point. Way out in the bullpen, more than 400 feet away from the plate. One and one on Ock. Crowd beginning to pick up the enthusiasm. Feller <laughs> ready. He throws the right two calls Vaughn looks back at Major Kirk doesn't have much to say the ball was right down through there on the inside corner a fast ball Ott takes a very short lead off first because Feller has a beautiful pitching move to first Greenberg's about eight feet back of the bag and five feet inside the line Feller takes a stretch Vaughn squares away here it comes outside and low and that makes it two-two on Archie Vaughn I see Johnny Mize of the Cardinals coming up as a pinch hitter next. And he's swinging three bats. Time for a moment. Feller's off the mound. Now he moves into pitching position. For the man on first, out who's single to start this inning. Nobody out. Vaughn squares away. He has to watch closely with this feller. Here's the pitch. There goes a the long club ball hit out in the deep center. Back goes the Yankee clipper. DiMaggio has unwritten. He takes it. A line drive from Bonds' bat to Joe DiMaggio in center field. One man is out, out, he jogs back to first, and here comes the siege gun hitter of the St. Louis Cardinals, Long John Mize. Left-handed hitter. Mize, batting for Fetty. As Mize comes up, he brings a batting average for the season of .339 to the plate. He takes a look at those right field stands. A blow in there could tie it up. One man is out, Mallott on first. Mize, batting for Fetty. Feller stretches, looks at first, throws to Mize, who swings and misses. One strike on Johnny Mize. Mize squares away, hitting left-handed, right on first, one man away. Feller steps on, outfield deep. Here's the pitch, Mize swings and misses again. It's two strikes on Long John Mize. Feller goosing up those fastballs. With the speed of a meteor. Two strikes. Mel Adon first. Tying run at the plate. Score three to one American Leaguers, first half of the ninth inning. Feller takes a stretch, looks it up. Then he throws, and it's tight. It's called. Miles took one. Letter high. On the inside corner, a call strike. He says a few words to Major Kirk, and then slowly walks away. A strikeout for Bobby Feller. Strangely enough, Feller, who's conceded to be the fastest man pitching in this All-Star League game today, struck out his first man when Myers took that third. So it's up to Stanley Hack now. He wants to save the National League. Otter's on first with two men away. Feller takes a stretch. Throws. Low and inside, outside rather, ball one. Hacked up now for his fifth turn. He's had one single, struck out twice and walked once. One for three on the day. Hot taking a very short read off first base. Feller takes a stretch outfield straight away. Here's the pitch, outside, ball two, and it's two and nothing on hat. Two nothing on Hack, two men away, and Mel out on first base. First half of the ninth inning, the American is in front, three to one. Hack the left-handed hitter up for his fifth time. One hit and three trips to the plate. Keller takes a stretch, glances over his shoulder, dot. Close to Hack. Strike one, called. Hack protests that strike. It's now two and one, two balls and one strike. Hack calls time, steps out of the batter's box. Gets a bit of dust. Up on his hands. Comes up, moves out again. Carden coaching at first, Terry at third, trying to work up a little rally here. Feller steps into pitching position, glances it out on first, throws to Hack and it's strike two called on the outside corner. That makes it two-two and again, Hack calls, time steps out and addresses a few remarks to Major Kirk. Down is 2-2 on Stanley Hack. Mallard on first, two men away. Ninth inning. Feller steps on, looks at first, throws to Hack, who fouls it back. And it's still 2-2 on Stanley Hack. Dickey throws out a new ball to Bob Feller, who slowly walks back to the mound, gets the rosin bag. Glances over at Red Rolf, who's encouraging him out there. Right now, it's American Leaguers four wins, National Leaguers two wins. We're in the ninth inning with two men out the men on first. The American Leaguers lead three to one. Terry and Cardin are trying to work up a rally. Hack steps in at the plate. Feller toes the rubber, glances over his shoulder at Here's the pitch, and Hack hits a foul ball back of third base into the boxes. He's given Feller a battle in baseball. No game is over until that last man is out. And so these fans, more than 62,000 of them, are remaining in the stands. Just a few, possibly 100 people, are beginning to amble slowly to the exits here in the Yankee Stadium. Now Feller has the new ball. Rubs it, steps into pitching position. Out takes the lead of about six feet off first. Greenberg way back. Here's the pitch, and it's low. Ball three on a very low curve, slow breaking. Below Hack's knees, it's three and two with the pay ball coming. Dickey down on his haunches and back of the plate. Feller off the mound, gets the rosin bag. Now he throws it down, rubs his sleeve, steps into pitching position. Otta's on first. Two men away, three and two with the pay ball coming. Feller stretches, glances at first. He throws, in the strike three calls. Hack took a third call strike. He protests vigorously to umpire George Major Kirk. But strike it is. The ball game is over. And in this inning, it's no runs. One hit, no errors. One left. The American Leaguers lead three to one. We'll be back in the summary in just a moment. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: The WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. back at Yankee Stadium where the American Leaguers defeated the National Leaguers 3-2-1. And here's how the runs were scored. In the third inning, the National League hopped off to a one-run lead when Stan Hack led off with a single and scored on Lonnie Fry's double to right. In the last half of the fourth inning, the American Leaguers went into action. They were trailing one to nothing. With one out, Bill Dickey walked and Hank Greenberg followed with a single to left, sending Dickey to second. Joe Cronin, the Boston Red Sox, came up to bat. Always a dangerous man in the pinches, but he struck out. That was two away. Then came Twinkletoe Selkirk of the New York Yankees, who hit a smashing line drive into right field. Ivor Goodman of the Cincinnati Reds playing right field. Came in fast, attempted a diving shoestring catch of the ball. Turned a somersault, but failed to hang on to it. It was a hit for Selkirk, and Dickey scored. Then... Joe Gordon of the Yankees came up, hit a ground ball to Archie Vaughn at short, who fumbled it, and he, Gordon, was safe at first, and Greenberg scored on the error, which put the American Leaguers in front 2-1. In the last of the fifth inning, the final run of the ball game came when the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, hit a home run into the left field stands. That made the score 3-1 to one at the end of the fifth inning, and that was all the scoring for the day. And so the American League has won the ball game three to one. The American League, three runs, six hits, one error. The National League, one run, seven hits, and one error. Red Ruffing was the starting pitcher for the American Leaguers. He worked three innings, allowed four hits, walked one, struck out four men, allowed one run. Tommy Bridges followed Ruffing, pitched two and one-third innings, allowed two hits, walked one, struck out three, and no runs were scored on him. Bob Feller relieved Bridges. In the last of the sixth inning with the bases loaded, one away and pitched only one ball, and it was a double play ball retiring the National Lakers without a run. Feller continued to pitch the rest of the game, pitching three and two-thirds innings, allowed one hit that came in the ninth inning, walked one man, struck out two, both of them coming in the ninth inning, and allowed no runs. Bridges gets credit for the victory. For the National Leaguers, Paul Ehringer of the Cincinnati Reds, with the starting pitcher, worked three innings, allowed two hits, walked none, struck out one, allowed no runs. 1933, 4-2. They won the second game in 1934, played at New York at Polo Grounds, 9-7. First game being played at Chicago. And the third game played at Cleveland. was won by the American League, 4-1. to The fourth game played at Boston. In 1936, the National League won 4-3. to in 1937, the game played at Washington. The American League won 8-3. to three, And the sixth game played at Cincinnati. The National League won 4-1. to one, And here this afternoon, the American League has won again. to go out in front 5-2. to two. And so it's been in all these games that the American League has never lost when the game, the All-Star Classic, was played on an American League field. And now, before we leave Yankee Stadium, we'd like to have a word from Arch McDonald and France Locks Your play-by-play commentators. And first, Arch McDonald.
1: Just a word or two, Mel. The hits this afternoon were decided as follows. Stan Hack got one, a single left in the third. Fry got a double to right field and drove in the only National League run also in that same inning. Only two hitters in either lineup got more than one hit. Lombardi got singles in the second and sixth. And Mel Ott got singles in the sixth and eighth. The other National League hit was by R.T. Vaughn, a single off Cronin's glove in the third. The National League hits were divided. The American League hits were divided as follows. Kramer got a single in the first inning. Red a single in the seventh. Joe DiMaggio, his home run in the fifth, the only home run of the game. Hank Greenberg got a single in the fourth inning. Joe Cronin got a single in the second inning. And the other American League hit was George Selkirk's in the fourth inning, single to right field. Runs driven in by Selkirk, DiMaggio for the American League and five for the National League, and so the American Leaguers win it three to one to go out in front five to two on the current series. More than sixty two thousand people are filing out of the Anti Stadium now, and there'll be another year until the All Star Game, which will be played in nineteen forty in Sportsman's Park in St Louis, Missouri. It's been a pleasure to work this ball game this afternoon. It's been a real great ball game between two great teams. And speaking of St Louis. I want France Locks of KMOX in St. Louis to come on and give us some of his impressions of this seventh All-Star game. France? Well, Arch,
0: personally, I think it's one of the greatest games that we've had since they started the All-Star exhibition. Back in 1933, I've had the pleasure of seeing all of the All-Star games with the exception of the one in '33, and I think that this game is one of the standouts. There was two or three things that came up there that were really thrilling, Naturally, a packed house always makes a game thrilling. And there in the sixth inning, when the National Leaguers had the bases loaded, and young Bobby Feller came in, with only one man down, and pitched one ball, which was a hard-hit ball, but nevertheless it resulted in a double play and pulled the American Leaguers out of plenty of trouble. Incidentally, that play also gave Tommy Bridges credit for winning the ball game because he was the man that was in there at the time and had to be relieved by Feller. He hadn't allowed a hit up until that inning. Two hits and an error by Cronin, put him in a jam with the bases loaded, but Feller took care of the situation very nicely. The other outstanding play, in my estimation, was in the eighth inning when Medwick sent that line drive, headed for right field, and Flash Gordon came up with one of the prettiest catches that you can see anywhere. It's those kind that you hear about, but seldom see. All in all, it was a great ball game, and I think that everyone that witnessed this game this afternoon is satisfied. And I join with Arch in only hoping that you fans out on the air enjoy the game half as much as Arch and I did in describing it for you. Okay, Mel Allen. Thank you very much, France Locks, and to you, too, Arch McDonald. It was a pleasure working with you. Now the fans are filing out of the Yankee Stadium. It's all over insofar as the All-Star Game is concerned until 1940. And we hope we'll be back with you then. This is Mel Allen saying so long from Yankee Stadium. In behalf of Arch MacDonald and France Locks, we return you now to our New York studios.